The Biden admin just keeps uh, saying the quiet part loud. Jen Psaki recently said that they were working with Facebook to flag misinformation, as if the government has the authority to determine what is true and what is false. They don't. Well, that's exactly what's happening. Facebook is taking people down. They've been censoring. And this is basically the government admitting that they are using private actors to censor American speech. And then uh, she put her foot in her mouth again, or I guess actually took it out because they're saying the quiet part loud. Jen Psaki came out and said that you should be banned from all platforms for misinformation if you're banned on one. And this was such an alarming statement to come from the federal government, from the executive branch, that even leftists are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, but a private company, but come on there. Yeah, this is what we've all been warning about for a, warning about for a long time. But I think that too many people on the left were like, well, it's not negatively impacting me, so I'm going to be fine with it. And now it's got to the point where the government is straight up like, if you say something bad, you should be purged from the internet completely. And that's where we're at. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to chill. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, man, with, with government corruption. We've got uh, uh, war issues to talk about with what's going on with South Africa and, and, and Cuba, of course. But then we've also got uh, the, the, the threat of balkanization here in the U.S. So I actually did the math. Yesterday, we talked about the, the you know percentage of people in the U.S. who wanted to balkanize. And I said it was over 35%. I did the hard numbers because I mentioned that when you each region is not the same population, I went through the, went, went through the populations, multiplied, divided, all that good stuff. 37.2% based on this poll of the United States wants it to balkanize. That is more than a third. That is, that is substantial in my opinion. So we got to talk about what this means. And uh, it's Friday, so we're usually chilling. So, uh, of course, we are hanging out today with Forrest Cooper of Requel Mag. Hey. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So my name is Forrest Cooper. Uh, as you said, I am with Recoil Magazine. Here is an example of what we do. I run guns. Yeah, gun stuff, right? (laughs) So we got Chris Chang on the cover. Shout out to Chris Chang. Uh, if you're familiar with people like Maj Ture, you'll, you kind of know the people that we deal with. And, and, uh, so we are a gun lifestyle magazine. And then I myself, uh, background in military special operations. And now I am here and, and the editor of a team that I really enjoy. So right on. You've been on the ground a lot of these riots too, haven't you? Yeah, well, I live in Minneapolis, so oh, I think right. being on the ground is just You live in the riots. Obligatory, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, and and don't worry, you know, if in case you haven't known, they're still going on in in Minneapolis. They're just no one wants to talk about it anymore cuz it's old news. Yeah. Or it's not good for I don't know, you don't get anything out of it, I guess. Well, we'll we'll get into all that stuff. We oh, got we, we sure got Ian chilling. What's up, dog? Ian Crossland over here. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Glad you're uh-huh. here for us. We did a little uh, adventure earlier, picking, uh, oh, picking yeah. berries. Oh, yeah. You guys are that? picking berries. Yeah. We're making wine wine. Yeah, wine berry wine. It's actually just called wine wine. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was like, fun. It's like a, a very normal thing that people wine, make. Wine. For, wine wine with wine berries. Forrest went deep. He went beyond the perimeter to get into the, the real, forest? where the, all the berries really were. Oh. Yes. And they're like... Oh juicy and plump oh man yeah you know? i had to i had to wash my hands for a, a, <laughs> yeah. a solid minute um and yes of course the ranger did go into the woods That's right. <laughs> you know so to find berries uh, yeah you know shout out to mountain phase i don't want to starve to death <laughs> right on it's good policy i am also here in the corner i got my little cameo earlier um and i'm excited for tonight's conversation always love having forest here i know we look like siblings you don't need to say it it's true we'll uh we'll see how the conversation goes tonight Before we get started, my friends, go over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as you'll be supporting our intrepid and fearless journalists as they begin reporting on the affairs of the world. However, what you see on the screen is something special. This is the new website, which is coming up, and there's a lot of things that you can't actually see just from the image, but uh, this is our, our soft target is Monday. 
a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting will be done over the weekend. And then by Monday, this should be live. You can see how amazing it is. The articles, excuse me, we have on the left here. You can see, okay, you can't see too much, but we have a channel section. My head is blocking it. Mm-hmm. And all of our different shows are going to appear there. And this site's going to be fantastic. One of the plans that we have is if you are a member and you don't like one of the shows, you can just literally click a button in your settings and it won't appear on your on the front page anymore. So you can actually curate the topics you care about, like tech news or culture or politics. So you could actually set the website to only see like culture war stuff about movies and video games or only politics or both or the paranormal stuff. We're, we're building this to be like a multifunction news and media website with tons of shows. And that's because, you know, when we launched the website, I was like, we could get banned from all of these payment, you know, these, these subscription services. So we better make our own website. And then all of a sudden we got so many people signing up right away that I was like, okay, this is, this is a lot of people. We got to do way more than just have like this single website. It was effectively like a private Patreon kind of thing. So uh, here we are now. It's been six months since we launched the site and we already have this like really powerful, in my opinion, it's revolutionary. It's going to be much like uh, YouTube subscriptions combined with the news. We're doing all this awesome stuff. That's what it's going to look like. There's going to be a lot more. We've got, I think, six or seven writers already. We hired like four more people to run the vlogs. We're going to have multiple shows. We're going to have animators. We have a video game in the works. It's crazy. We're, 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 it's all thanks to you guys who are members. You guys rock. So that's, this is, this, you can see it here. This is what being a member is, is helping build. And you can see some of the stories there. We got Ron DeSantis calls on Cuban, Cuban military to rebel. We got tons of work being done. So again, sign up, become a member, but don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share this video with your friends. If you think it's a good show, that's the best thing you can do. That's how we, we beat the algorithms and we beat the censorship. And my friends, this story is literally about how the federal government is saying that for one, they're going to be colluding with, or they are colluding with big tech. We've got statements from Facebook that apparently they were communicating with the Biden administration. And now we have them saying, oh, you should be banned from every platform if you're banned from one. That's why it's important you share this video. But let's let's jump into this first story and talk about the apocalypse. How about that? We got Fox News. Twitter explodes after Saki urges big tech to unite on bans for misinformation spreaders. This is White House directed collusion. Remarking on steps social media outlets could take for public health. She advised they, quote, create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others if you're providing misinformation. Here's what's important. Do you guys know what misinformation means? Uh, no. There's disinformation. You'll hear him say it. Mm-hmm. And there's misinformation. Disinformation, they define as intentionally lo- misleading people. You're, it's disinfo. You're, you're going to them and telling them wrong things you know are wrong to screw with them. Right. Misinformation is when you're just wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, um, that dog is called a chihuahua when it's actually a, a dachshund. And then they're going to be like, that's misinformation. I don't, I, I'm not going to give her the benefit, the benefit of the doubt on this one. I think she genuinely means if you go on social media and say something that is incorrect, you should be purged from every platform. That's on top of the fact that we're learning now they're literally colluding. That, that Jen Psaki said, I think, I think I have this, uh, this story right here. Check this out. Newsweek. Biden administration's admission they're flagging content to Facebook sparks fewer. Now there's a mistake here in the title. Jen Psaki did not say we are flagging content to Facebook. She said for Facebook. Yeah. This is the, the federal government instructing private actors to violate the rights of individuals. As I explained yesterday, it's really simple. The federal government can't hire a private security company to go and shut down a church because that's the government shutting down the church. This is, this is, this is what, this is where we're at. It's dark days, man. 
I'm, I'm afraid of what the definition of misinformation will be tomorrow. Whatever I don't want you to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly, if they're flagging misinformation, they're asserting that they're the arbiters of truth. This has been the 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 the, the, the freakiest thing I've seen um, since Obama resigned the NDAA. I think. Well, that, so they, they do the NDAA every year. But since it was publicly acknowledged that Obama was signing a provision that would allow the U.S. to effectively rendition anyone anywhere for any reason indefinitely. Yeah. You'd be sleeping in your bed and they'll be like, black bag them. I'm wondering, too, if you provide misinformation and forget your mom's middle name or something on Facebook, does that mean you're going to get banned off of, like, GoDaddy, too? So, like, yes. all, not just social media, but every platform everywhere. Mail like, what chip. does that even mean? MailChimp, yeah. your yep. telephone number, your bank account. Mm-hmm. You'll effectively get disappeared. Digital disappearing. No, just dis- well, I mean, how how different is it from actually disappearing somebody when you have no access to resources anymore? I, I got to be honest, though. This actually, it, it's scary. It's mm-hmm. brazen. But I think it's actually kind of a good thing. You know why? No. It's so overt and insane. Yeah. It can't work. Yeah. I, I mean, we have crypto technology, man. So there, she's like, we'll ban you from everything. If you start doing that. If you start purging everyone from every platform for your misinformation, then all you're going to do is create market competition and decentralized networks. Because look, look, if, if they, I mean, they would have to take, they would have to take a light touch. But if they ban people, like especially if they ban a show like, like ours and then purged all of us from social media, because like, well, you know, Tim said misinformation. They're all on the show and got rid of everybody. We're not going to cease to exist. That's Mm -hmm. why we made Timcast.com. So I, I guess the, the web hosts will then come after us. Mm-hmm. Then we'll do what Gab did. We'll make our own server. We'll make our own browser. We'll make our own uh, our own network systems. Right. And so so you, you, you were – sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I was listening to Dave Smith earlier today on Part of the Problem. Shout out to Dave. We oh, love Dave God. over here. Um, and he was talking about the way she is being too over. And he talks about how sometimes they'll overreach. And Tim calls us uh, – Scott Adams calls us selling past the point. They're like mm-hmm. over asking, the big ask, whatever it is. Um, and if they do it too much, people start to notice and they freak out, right? So they'll back it up, back it up, back it up. A little bit. I think, yeah, exactly. And Jill Biden was talking about how Jen Psaki is really messing this up because she's about to leave, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, a, you know, fleeing the sinking ship or whatever. She's retiring. Um, and I think she's she's kind of messing it up for them because she is overselling it and now they're going to have to walk it back. So I think we can expect to see that. The, what, what they do is they'll say, I want 10. Okay, fine, seven. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you got a can of Coke worth a dollar, and it's the big ask. It's it's what Trump did. Okay, yeah. Let's use another example that's very uh, that I have in, intimate relationship with. It's firearms. Okay, we want to ban AR-15s. No. Uh, well, why, why won't you compromise? Okay, we'll only we'll limit you to ten round magazines. Well, that seems like an okay compromise. Like, mm-hmm. you're, it, and that's why when you see this whole. It's Republicans in a nutshell, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Like, why do you think so many people are frustrated with the state of uh, the defense of the Second Amendment right now? It's because when did we win last? And the right. end, but the, the, but there's a good side of this. We're winning the culture, right? Well, so, the, the, so, that's for sure. No the Second Amendment people. Oh yeah, no, it's like the top of the town, talk of the town right now. Yeah, like we are winning the culture. The gu- yeah. the Second Amendment is winning. I mean, I even wrote an article on it about a year ago. Saying, like, the Second Amendment is alive and well because people are realizing that their access to firearms should not be restricted by the government. What, what, what's, what's really amazing to me about, the, about this fight particular with, with the Republicans is that in, in what way is it a compromise to accept 10% of the standard magazine capacity? 
Or, or you or you mean uh, 30%? That was, a, that was a half. No, no, 10%. 10% of the standard yeah, magazine? Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, a standard magazine could it's be. It's like a 100-round drum. You yeah, know. easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, because who, who are you trying to appease? Like, you got to make deals with good faith actors. What, I, what I'm doing there is quite literally the point. Mm-hmm. You say, well, 100 rounds is standard. Mm-hmm. Well, 10%, that's too low. Okay, we'll do 50. Mm-hmm. How's 50? Because yeah. that, that's half of where we're at, right? Right. Then you just end up where it's like, well, I don't recognize your right to tell me that I can and cannot own things. And then here's another good example of how that's turning out, too. So what what happens when the government decides, you know, we've already seen uh, whether it's Dave Chipman. Didn't bring that sticker up here. That's great. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think we can show that. We can't, <laughs> no, we can't show that. <laughs> oh, oops. Um, but so, you know, you got uh, elements of. It's Dave, of Waco for those that are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave Chipman, uh, this move in the ATF to ban braces. Uh, read the article. Um, ATF brace band explained because the brace band itself is convoluted. And then also uh, the kind of attack on home built firearms or 80% firearms. Uh, two states. <laughs> Hawaii and Nevada have retroactively banned the ownership of those. Well, well, well. So I don't want to get too off off topic because this is fairly optimistic stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't want people in the audience to feel too good about what's going on. So let's go back to: Are we are, are we winning that same fight? And I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> but when it comes to the speech stuff, Jen Psaki is going over the top. Like that's why I said I think this might be like if imagine if the federal government came out and said we're going to ban literally. Well, they actually did this. They wanted to ban all semi autos. Remember that? Yep. That was the, the funniest thing when I was at the mar- the March for Our Lives. And people were like, semi-automatic weapons should be banned. And I was like, so you think like the weapon a, a police officer uses? And they were like, oh, no, not like a handgun. I'm like, those are semi-auto. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to sort of lump these together, because we got the First and Second Amendments kind of sitting next to each other. They're, they're, they're necessarily tied to one another. One without the other is impotent, and the other without the one has no aim. Oh, I think the Second Amendment is the most important one, though. Yeah, and, and, the, and the First Amendment doesn't matter if you don't have the Second. And the Second one has no direction if you don't have the First. Well, what do you mean by that? So, like, what's the point? Like, our oh, in, instructing people and informing them. Yeah, and keeping, speech right, right, right. is necessary. Like, our ability to speak to one another. I would much rather have a conversation with you. That's a good point. Yeah, if if you have civility. no free mm-hmm. with no free speech, guns are banned instantly. True. Mm-hmm. Because what'll happen is anybody who dares speak up and explains why the Second Amendment is so important, they'll get banned. Then within a few years, people are like, why do we have guns anymore? Do you, that's all, them. Or that's already said, happening right, right now. Right. It's already happening. Or you'll have like marauding bands of warlords that give no crap about who says what and they just take control all pure military yeah and that that's that's a fire that burns itself out really fast Interesting. It, it doesn't it, it, you can't like you can uh, listen to jordan peterson talk about chimpanzees like if you're too brutal it takes two chimpanzees to take out one mm-hmm. brutal alpha so like it, the, the super idea, chimp yeah super chimp right you don't last no, no, no. But when we're talking about this information, it's easy. It's 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 on the nose, and it's perfect timing. If you do not, if, what happens when you have somebody like um, uh, who's the uh, kid from uh, David Hogg? David Hogg, mm-hmm. right? David Hogg, who overtly says something like, "I wear masks so people don't think I'm a conservative." Now he's the one making the motion is he's the poster boy saying oh no that's misinformation david hogg who's uh, you know, like if you listen to him talk about firearms he doesn't know what he's talking about and of I course of course and i don't mean like i don't mean to i'm not going to punch down right like in in some sense of the matter punch it, down the dude's got a million followers and he's mm-hmm. like he's he's high profile well funded yeah and isn't he in harvard now oh yeah like good for him <laughs> like yeah but like at the end of the day i i mean if you listen to David Hogg, you don't know anything about what you're talking about. And it's a tough thing to do, but I don't want him telling me what I know, mm-hmm. you know? 
Well, well, this is actually an interesting uh, kind of like combined conversation. We're talking about 1A and 2A. And I got to I got to speak from Vosh. Okay, so Vosh is a uh, um, he's a socialist. He's a leftist. We've had him on the show. He responded to this story about Jen Psaki saying this seems pretty effed. He said companies have a right to create and enforce TOS and the government has a right to legislate. But the idea of the government informally pressuring tech companies into changing their TOS without legislation seems pretty scary. I'm not sure what the solution to the mass spreading of disinformation is, but some solutions certainly seem more 1984 than others. Mm. And then he made a joke. All my political opinions are formed by feeding tweets into an algorithm which rates them on a scale of 1776 to 1984. Until I have a stronger opinion on this, my official position is that we can fix social media disinformation by simply banning everyone I don't like. Now, what's funny is he has a follow-up tweet completely unrelated of his... Smith and Wesson 22 Victory, which uh, uh, he says came back after sending it off for repairs, looking very handsome in its new grip, in my honest opinion. And I'm just like, all right, if we can agree that that was bad and we can agree that the guns are good. All right. We agree. We agree. Yeah. I wonder. I, I, I ultimately wonder when we talk about the potential for civil war collapse or balkanization, if there really will be a major conflict, if the major conflict will be the left populist versus the right populist, because I kind of don't think it will be. I think it'll be more establishment machine industrialist yeah we were talking earlier me and Forrest in the kitchen downstairs and i was i think it's going to be economic rather than military i mean there might be a military behind the economic but i think it'll be like a shattering into state currency or something and then florida will be like we're not accepting arkansas coin if you act like this and the <laughs> feds like you have to accept arkansas coin and they're like no mm-hmm. no but i think um i think the populists might end up avoiding each other to a certain degree. The problem, though, is a lot of the people on the left who are actually particularly authoritarian, but I don't think that they're populist. I think there are left populists. There are many of them. Unfortunately, they give too much power to the Democratic establishment. But I think if things actually reach, you know, if, if, if it hits the fan, I think most people who are populist or libertarian leaning are going to be like, I'm going to sit at my house and grow vegetables. Leave me the F alone. It's the authoritarians who are going to be cracking down and trying to go after people. Can you real quick define populism? It's when you are uh, supported by and working for the interests of the population, of the people. Popular support. Then you have elitism, which is when you're working for and supported by the powers of the elites. And then you have the establishment, which is mostly the the elite infrastructure, the machines, the old money, the traditional uh, um, power structures. So Trump is a populist. He has almost no support from the elites. Tucker Carlson is an elite, gives him some support. So there's some people there for sure. But he has almost no elite support, but he has tons of popular support. The elites can muster up a strong force against that and restrict access to institutions. So all the institutions are all, for the most part, elitist. Yeah. So the left populists, they were the Bernie Sanders crowd, but then Bernie went totally establishment. Then they started voting in people like Biden because I don't think they understood what they were doing. And interestingly, the right populist movement is actually not even completely economically or culturally right wing, but it's just older left wing people like, you know, like I used to be or you probably were at some point or still are. I definitely was. Yeah. More leftist. And now it's kind of like, hey, freedom is important and what the establishment is doing is wrong. Then you have these younger left populists who just the, the establishment is better because Trump is a fascist. So like and a, I don't know better. Authoritarian populist. Where they're like, we're going to legislate for everyone to make it better for everyone. And then they end up ruining it for a bunch of people on accident. I think this is a really good place to put a line of demarcation or a differentiation between two concepts. Because when you're talking about populism, we describe somebody as a populist. I don't prescribe them as a populist. I describe Donald Trump as a populist because he gets his support from right. the people. 
a, a person doesn't become a populist in the sense of a, it's a thing that they become. It's a method of description. Right. And right. so whereas in, in the same thing in that elitist thing is like, well, you could also say that some people are just they prefer to work for the good of the elites. So I think populism growing is, is different than democracy in the sense it's not a system of governance. But the issue with populism versus authoritarianism, where we're starting to see this kind of tear itself apart, is the authoritarianism is a top-down approach, whereas the populism is a bottom-up approach from uh, of cultural norms. Yes. Right? So, they, so uh, Jen Psaki overtly states, we are an authoritarian – we have an authoritarian view on cultural norms. We have the right as the elites to dictate to you what is okay and not okay. Whereas Donald Trump, in that if he's being described as a populist, um, is in more of a symbiotic relationship of saying, "I under you have the values are coming from the people, and they put their position into Donald Trump." I will say, when it comes to this tweet from Vosh about the Smith and Wesson twenty-two victory, is uh, my biggest criticism is. That he chose the victory because I have one mm-hmm. and it and it and it fails to eject the, the the case like it just keeps jamming and so I went online and they were like you got to like file down the, the what's it called the ejector pin or whatever yeah it might be the ejector yeah mm-hmm. and and so I'm like you know you shoot a couple times it gets jammed Vosh man there's there's better 22s I'm just kidding it's actually a great gun it's great yeah it's I mean good. and also 22 especially 22 handguns are notorious for being picky with ammunition right 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 mm-hmm. I was kidding mm-hmm. I was kidding Vosh your gun looks pretty cool but we do need more Tim and Vosh drama. Yeah, we do. Well, well, we're, we're, on, we're, we're uh, the plan right now is Charlie Kirk and, and right. Vosh on August 3rd. I'm cool stoked. guy. Thing I like about Vosh, and his name's Ian. I want to call Ian. What's up, dude? Um, <laughs> is he's like really smart. Like it's whatever your political beliefs are. And this is kind of what I, I always want to remind myself and other people about is it doesn't really matter what your political beliefs are. If you're really smart and open minded and you want to, and you like listening to people, go for it. You have the, have your discussion and your ideas. You don't gotta, you don't gotta like the guy. You gotta beat him in a debate. Mm. Of course. So for, for anybody who's saying they think he's dumb or they don't like him, it's like, yeah, well, he's definitely know, not then dumb. And if you know it, if you know it and you can beat him in a debate, there you go. That's what it's all about. Uh, anybody who's willing to come in here and sit down and have that debate, uh, that, that's, that's great. I respect that. Cause yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who are grifting, who outright refuse to come in. There, there are even people who are not even like, there are people who are moderately right who are scared of talking about certain things. So somebody wants to come and sit in the lines then and have that. I mean, he, look, he's agreed to sit here with Charlie and me. Charlie, and, me and Charlie don't agree on everything, but we definitely don't agree with Vosh. So he's like willing to sit down on what's a, what's effectively a two against one debate. All right, that's he's, he's great good about debating. I like that about him. Yeah, Bring I think on. I think we're seeing a shift in the way that we talk about things, like especially like intelligence. Is that there's a difference between being intelligent and being an honest intellectual. So somebody like again, you could take somebody who has the hardware and or the practice and they they understand something very thoroughly and they're very very well versed in a subject but when they come to a conversation they're not interested in understanding the subject or coming to solutions and problems they're interested in something else and i think that's a big i think that's actually a very large undergirding issue with the way that we address things in society i'm not super worried about leftist youtubers to be completely honest when, it, when we're talking about what's going on with Jen Psaki and the federal government, I, I understand that when it came to the 2020 election, they played a huge role in helping the fascistic establishment machine take power. And that sucks. But that's happened. We have the audits happening. We'll see if what more comes from that. We'll see where we end up. But regardless of any of it, it seems like we're heading towards some kind of breakup. 
peaceful divorce. Yeah, decentralization at the very least. The federal government's become too powerful, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to lose a lot of that power. Like one of the things we mentioned the other day, and we mentioned quite often, the Democrats use the federal government to enact local laws for everybody in areas that aren't local to them. And I think a lot of people do this too. It's funny when you see someone running for Congress and they'll be like, if you vote for me, I'll make, you know, I'll make this place better. It's like, I'm from St. Paul, Minneapolis, and I want to make St. Paul clean. So vote for me. And it's like, bro, you represent us to the feds. Mm-hmm. You go to, you go to, you go to DC. You're not here to discuss budget for the local cleaning up of these streets. So what happens is they go to DC and they say, our streets are dirty. I demand we, we create a massive federal budget to clean up streets. And then you got some guy who lives in the mountains of like Wyoming and over in the Rockies. And he's like, what? Why, why are my tax dollars going towards it? That makes literally no sense. But guns are a better example. Perfect example. Somebody, somebody in New York being like, these guns are a problem. We should ban them. And then there's a guy fighting a grizzly bear and he hears like, you know, off the, uh, on his radio, they want to ban guns. And he's like, I'm in the middle of fighting a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. I need my gun to fight that grizzly bear. You know, there's uh, uh, water collections, another interesting one, because in some some states and I don't have a list of which ones, but it's illegal to collect rainwater. I think because it, it grows bacteria like standing water can and mosquitoes. So you don't want it in a city. They, but they, in some areas of rural America, you, you need, you know, it's the because access of, to rainwater. It's because of groundwater. So the pla- typically the places that ban water collection is because it would eventually deplete groundwater reserves. So the water has to cycle into the soil oh, and everything yeah. like that. Is that way in Colorado? It's it's not about one person having water. It's about if everyone was doing it. But then there are some places that don't do it. Imagine if some guy, you know, like imagine if Arizona went to the federal government and said, we want to pass a bill that says the Great Lakes should share their water with everybody. Well, not everybody needs the Great Lakes water and the Great Lakes lead, needs it more than you do. But they need water. So they want to pass laws that affect everybody. So my, so now that we're, we're, we're past 2020, I, I, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go to a lot of these like left YouTuber types who are like, please vote for Joe Biden and be like, here's a big list of everything you screwed up. I think a lot of people realize how bad things are, how they got duped. The promises that were made by the Democrats didn't come true. And now you have all of these, you know, Biden voters posting their L's on Twitter. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm honestly not worried about the, the useful idiots. I got burned by George Bush when he told us there were weapons of mass destruction. I think everyone needs to get burned once by a politician, by a president, and to realize that that system is susceptible to corruption. It's tough, dude, you know, because you know what it is? It's that we trust. And so when you're young and you, 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 you're, you know, in your 20s and then Obama comes around and he's like, I'm going to bring change and hope. Get our troops out of the Middle East. It's going to be great. And then you're like, this is fantastic. Then the war on drugs. And you're like, wow, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. I grew up with these bad guys. Here's a good guy. And then you get burned and you're like, wow, he was a bad guy. Screw everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Young people, they, they give the benefit of the doubt. They don't do it again. Sometimes people do. But I think most of the establishment people on social media, man, they are absolutely just looking for some kind of personal gain from the win. What do you mean establishment people? Like the, the media people, the overstate, the cathedral. They're absolutely going to lie, cheat, and steal because they're going to be empowered. You know, you said it. Uh, you said it a couple times earlier this week, and I think you made the point very clear. Uh, when Joe Biden is talking, he's not talking to you. 
that's what he's meaning. He's talking to his elites. He's saying, yeah, we're, we're doing these things for our own good. Your opinion on the matter is irrelevant. You, you as a person, Ian, like, or my, uh, I, you know, when, when you, when you present the world in that kind of way, he's not interested in what you think. And so when you even look at balkanization and decentralization, they're the same thing. But one of them, balkanization is more of a, a breaking of political structures as opposed to uh, decentralization starts in the home. Mm, how so? Uh, so, you, you know, like you have, you have your experience where you get burned by a politician. You might become cynical if nothing else, or at least suspicious of all, all of your political, uh, of anything political, but that itself is not self-sufficiency. That itself is just skepticism. And skepticism does not, skepticism manifests into nihilism and then you just go crazy. So we don't want that. So it, when you get this balkanization, this structure that we're talking about is when I'm voting for somebody for the House of Representatives, I know that they're going to the House of Representatives of the feds, so I'm interested in their representation of my state to the federal government. I'm not interested in their representation to my state to its own people because I am sending them as a representative to the federal government, and so I focus a lot more on local politics, right? If I live in Brooklyn Center, I am interested in who is the yes. city council of Brooklyn Center. If you look at a lot of the strife that's gone through Minneapolis in the last year, it's all on the local level. And then people on the federal level, like Maxine Waters, come in and cause more. Mm -hmm. But they don't create it themselves. They add on to the chaos of the city. So when you look at like decentralization, you could say, why is it that, or here's two really good examples referring to guns. Um, Joe Biden's, uh, not Joe Biden himself, but like the ATF currently put out new letters redefining, theoretically redefining what a brace is, making these guns SBRs, and it's a whole big legal, legal problem. It effectively will make anywhere between 10 and 30 million people felons overnight. Uh, so yeah, if you know, if you, if you, uh, with confiscation, it's all kind of trouble, right? So you have that issue, and then Texas goes, we as a state will not allow the federal government to enforce this law. They are decentralizing their understanding of firearms rights from the federal government. They're not getting it from the top down. California did the same thing. You're not allowed to own these guns in our city or in our state. Two very good examples of the opposite ends of the scale of both people being decentralized. The states ultimately comp compromise the United States. So, What did you say? S oh, SB something? SB Tactical? The, the, or the no, no, you said um, they were trying to make stocks illegal to make it an SB... SBR, short-barreled rifle. I, I apologize see. for SBR, that. No, thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, if you, wanna, if you want to look into like the history of terrible laws, look at the NFA. Mm. Oh, yeah. The National Firearms Act. Because if your barrel is too short, now you're a bad person. Yep. Why is that? Because it's easier to conceal? There's, there's, there's a... Functionally, in our current life, that where we live now, it is completely arbitrary, and it's because of the, the bureaucratic bloat. Laws never go away. They always get added to. There's, the, there's a forward grip. I don't know what it's called, mm -hmm. but it's like slight angle. And I was told that if you hold it improperly, it turns your, your, your pistol into a rifle. If you put a four, the ATF has determined that if you put a foregrip, a vertical foregrip on the front of your on on a, on a large frame pistol that has a brace, it is considered turning it into an SBR. But there's 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 a, a one grip that's actually like a it's, a it's like a wedge, right? Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the mangle, ma Magpul angled foregrip. I was told that if you hold it the way it's supposed to be holded, you're fine. But, but then if you hold it like, uh, oh, you're supposed to have your hand in front of it or behind it. 
And if you put your hand on it, it makes it a foregrip, and now it's... Yeah, I I do not know the answer to that one because that is another really, really good point on why this whole NFA, National Firearms Act, is so problematic is because... One, it was it was a, a gun confiscation scheme that started a long time ago that failed. It basically failed in the Senate or in the legislation. Um, and then, so they, it was just again, we're gonna make we want to take all the guns away. Okay, no, let's compromise. Okay, we'll only make these illegal. That's one problem. And then after that, well, firearms technology has changed massively since that. 3D printing. It can't keep up with it. The, the the legislation cannot keep up with it, and the change in how firearms are used and how people are used doing uh, they're do, shooting different types of competitions. They're looking for different types of firearms for home defense. They're not just it's not all your granddad's bolt action anymore. Are they gonna Are they gonna make um, um, rail guns? They have them. They are they already exist. They're just not very. I, I mean, like NFA items. Are they gonna make rail guns banned? Are they gonna you know, let's not give the enemy any <laughs> ideas. No ideas. I, I, yeah. We got, we got, we got. We, well, let's loop back because we are talking about uh, you know free speech and stuff and Jen Saki, and there was another subject I, re- I really wanted to get into, and that's the Freedom Phone. Oh. Have you guys heard about the Freedom Phone? I have. Yeah. I tweeted it out a couple of days ago. All right, so Freedom Phone comes from this guy. He was actually he was actually hanging out here once when we had uh, Alan Bakari on, yeah. and uh, he was showing us the device and everything, and I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And it's uh, a phone that uh, it, it, he says will keep your privacy. You won't be tracked. It's an uncensorable uh, app store, so the apps are going to be allowed to be in it. And uh, it comes preloaded with a bunch of, you know, free speech websites and things like that. Let me just say, I have not done a technical review of the product, but boy, is this guy over target. Seriously. The amount of smear pieces that have come out about the Freedom Phone that are laughably bad and nonsensical and make no points is insane. I haven't seen any of them. Okay, so first, first. The 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 the, uh, the Daily Beast put out quite possibly the stupidest smear piece I've ever seen, where they were like, "It turns out that Freedom Phone, aha, its base hardware is actually a Chinese company's phone." And then I see people on Twitter be like, "Whoa, really?" And I'm like, "I don't understand what that means." So what? Did you think the guy built the phone from scratch in a factory in Scranton or something? Of course he outsourced a base phone. Uh, what, what, do, what do people think this is? But that's the narrative they're trying to weave. It's a bad phone. You can't have it because it was made in China. I'm like, yeah, along with like every other phone, I guess. So you you probably still want to do some kind of forensic analysis on it to see if there's data leak or whatever to see if it's actually doing what he claims to. Check this out. The Daily News. Right-wing activist push $500 freedom phone made in China and seemingly available under a less patriotic name for $120. This is a lie. This headline is a lie for one simple reason. Let me explain to you what the headline actually says. Let's say I have a canvas that costs $5 and I paint a picture of Ian on it. So and then I say $100 and they come out with a headline. The canvas that Tim is selling for $100 actually can be bought at Hobby Lobby for five. Oh my. Yeah, but I painted a picture on it. So this has got, a, it's got apps, it's got a proprietary operating system. Some people don't know how to load those things. So if you want those things, you pay for them. But wait, there's more. It gets even better. Oh good. We have this story from Gizmodo. MAGA branded freedom phone is a black box that should be avoided at all costs. Nobody can blame GOP voters for wanting a phone that prioritizes privacy and autonomy, but the freedom phone can't be trusted. Why? They don't actually give a good reason why it can't be trusted. They They just say it's a Chinese phone. Okay, so do a do a a hard wipe on it or don't trust him. Why would I trust Apple or Google over some random (sighs) guy? Sorry, I trust random guy over these major companies. But wait, there's more. CNET uncensorable freedom phone raises a host of security questions. No, it doesn't. 
they're freaking out over this. Good. Freedom Phone, and again, I have not vetted the device. I have not done any technical review on it. I look forward to. So I hear about this phone and I'm like, oh, that'll be interesting. I should, I should hit one of my buddies and we should, we should gut it and we should like really go through it and see what he's got going on. But to see all of these people. So what happened was I saw Robbie Suave, a libertarian guy from Reason, tweeted uh, in response, I think to Candace Owens or something, that it was a grift, that they're grifting selling this phone. And I'm like, why, why, why is it a grift? I don't understand. Jack Murphy responded with, is there a reasonable critique of this? Cause I've not, you know, that you've written about. Ian Miles Chong then responds that it's just a Chinese phone. You know, Daily Beast wrote about it. My response is like, oh, the great tech- technologists and intrepid reporters of the Daily Beast and their expertise <laughs> on the far, 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 far right. Uh-huh. They know exactly how a phone works. There are people who are just freaking out over the idea that you could have an, 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 a phone pre-built to keep you off their grid. Big tech must be sweating. He, all of a sudden, all these articles, like, bro, I Googled this story earlier today, and I saw a bunch of articles. I just Googled it now to pull this up. Way more articles. And they're saying things like, the phone, one person tweeted, a hacker, the phone, it, the, the, the data set, the, the chipset could be hacked if they have physical access to the device. And I'm like, that's good. No, you no, want no, access to your own device. So no, you no, 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 no. They're saying someone else can hack your phone if they have physical access. And I'm like... That's true for my refrigerator, dude. <laughs> right. It's true for my car. If someone gets physical access to my device, yeah, they can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. It is insane how how much they're freaking out over this. Um, I he was saying that they scoured the United States to try and build it here, and the they found out that the United States is not capable of producing phones. I will say one of the funniest things was though, Eric Finman, who made this, tweeted out the video like, "Here's the thing." Then he tweeted what you said. We scoured the U.S. to find a factory that could build these phones. The, un- the unfortunate reality is that there's nothing, there's no factories that could build at scale. And it says Twitter for iPhone underneath it. That's awesome. He tweeted it out. He's using the iPhone. You know, you got to do research. That's I use YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> I built mines, but I, well, I didn't build it. I was there. Come on. Helping, he should be using his own it. phone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I wonder if it doesn't. I wonder if – wait, that was on Twitter he put that out? I wonder he if – He tweeted it, with an iPhone. If he doesn't use Twitter from the Freedom phone. I wonder how that – I can't wait to talk to this guy. Yeah, I, I talk can't to wait. Yeah, yeah it, it, should, it, it should be interesting. But there's something to be said about what we're hearing from the federal government, Jen Psaki, censoring people, shutting them down, banning them from every platform. Then a dude comes out and he's like, this device has all these preloaded apps. It's super easy for you. You want to know why this is so powerful and so important? Because it can be replicated. Very, very quickly and easily. And regular people who have no technical expertise are being provided with a service that very simply could potentially grant them privacy, security, eliminate the tracking, and stop the censorship. Not to mention, you know what Freedom Phone really needed to include? I don't know if they do. Mm. Mesh networking capabilities. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's right. So, again, I want to see one of these devices. And I used to do a ton of hacking. I made, I was, I was saying this earlier, I, I made a, uh, I once hacked an Android to be a pit boy from Fallout 3. Nice. It's not hard to do. It's cool. literally not hard. You get skins, you get a new OS, you put it on, you do it, and then you get, you get the little pit boy yeah. thing. And, uh, then you get the app where the, the light, it puts the light into your skin to track your, like, pulse and everything, and then you actually have, like, the Fallout 3 thing. Anyway, I'd love to, to gut this thing, see what's going on. But what's, what's powerful about it? I am not sponsored by this company. I do not have one of these phones. There is no promo code for me. I in no way am saying that it's a, it, it's the best one ever. The idea that somebody could make privacy as a service, or as as a product, as hardware, scares them. 
the beast, yeah. the machine, the overstate, the cathedral. Yeah. Similar to those 3D printed uh, ghost guns when they was came out. Man, they did not like that. They still don't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. The the this, the the motto behind that is you can't stop the signal. I mean, the, they're already out there. It, it's too easy to make now. And we so, need we need to figure out how to make something like this as easily replicable as like you know 3D printing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at one point in time, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to achieve that. And the other interesting thing that your articles include is they all sound like they're targeting potential right-wing consumers. Yeah, well, we're reading that they said Gizmodo and the Daily Beast. I yeah. might be uh, this is it's that's probably the closest I can get to conspiracy thought on that one, but it definitely sounds like they're not really interested in normal Gizmodo readers. Right. They're very interesting. They're very interested in oh, those people are going to search for Freedom Phone and we want to discourage people who are interested in the, free, the, the which we want to right. so the you know like right-wing extremism and the, the term they use are the things that people who are on the right don't like being called it, you want to know you want to know why i lean on I, I see these stories they've provided no evidence of anything they're saying it could potentially be hacked if someone has physical access and i'm like okay well then don't lose your phone like don't get your phone stolen okay add security apps to it i suppose the, the chipset could be hacked uh, or whatever the reason why I think this is more most likely on the level is that you cannot put out a phone and then allow communities to hack it and not find what you're doing. So basically, if Google and Apple put out phones and regular people break into them and, oh, no, they've hacked it. They've got physical access. People jailbreak phones all the time. And then they find out where the tracking is coming from, what data is being leaked and where. Of course, they'll be able to do it with Freedom Phone, which is made by some guy. Some guy's phone, but he says they've they've taken little bits from a bunch of different operating systems to create their own operating system. One of which is called Graphene OS. Graphene oh, OS. Snap. And I hear a lot of people saying, there's no reason to buy the phone. Just buy your own phone and put Graphene OS on it. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually great if you know how to do it. But see, what's scaring them is that 45-year-old Mildred can be like, I don't know nothing about that phone booting, but I'll buy one of those freedom phones. And like, no, 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 we need to spy on you. Yeah. Oh, what's mines? It comes preloaded with mines. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, make an account on mines. What? Yep. I'm not getting tracked. Yep. That's okay. right. Or maybe you're not getting tracked. I still, like you said, I haven't yeah, broken yeah, well, the phone. Well, so it, it's, it's you know, you, you get a ton of people on the right. They're promoting it. They're giving their promo codes for it. And the establishment is like, well, like you said, target, baby. You said that you can't stop the signal. That must go in many directions. Like, does that also mean that you can't stop your signal from being tracked regardless of what? your signal is and where it is oh it's a reference to it's referencing to 3d printing guns like the technology is so simple now that you can do it and, and it's not hard to do they're just making it illegal but it the i mean you know if you know a modicum about the internet you know that they can't block things you get the what was the uh the effect of it we're like don't take a picture of my house streisand streisand effect yeah. right and that's exactly what's happening. Like people, it is one of our most read articles. Is like where to find three D printed gun files. <laughs> uh, it's on the internet, right? And and like we, uh, another interesting thing about that too is like we're we have we currently have a pre order for a hard pa- or paper copy of a bunch of DIY things like how to build guns and how to do all these kind of, how to DIY your own suppressor. All of it is legal. All of it is exactly like, hey, this is what you do. Do not do this because you. This is again. This is breaking the law. But it's like, okay, now I have the book there, and that helps. And then it's 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 that digitally. Back during prohibition, they used to sell. It was a uh, um, powdered powdered wine, and it you you'd buy it, and it would come with a card that said, "Warning: Do not pour this into a, a bottle." 
and then store it in a cabinet for one month because it will turn into wine and wine is illegal. Don't do that. So people were yeah. – it was like it was like grape juice or whatever. Like you powdered grape juice and it was like, don't put this in the – it will turn into wine. Yeah. Then don't, people had wine. Don't look at that guy. Everyone's like, what guy? Streisand, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Streisand effect. You know, man, uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what this, this phone's capable of. But uh, regardless of that, I think people would be, be would be well-suited to actually learn about Android devices and custom operating systems and security features and things like that. Because uh, they's a spying on you. And if you think they're not, you are wrong. Do you think they have satellites that can listen into us right now with like long range radio waves? Uh, I no, they use lasers. I, I LIDAR? Say, what is it? I think you're overthinking it. They're just they're listening to the stream. They're, yeah. That's yeah. for sure true. I've opted yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got devices everywhere. If they really wanted to listen to you, Oh, bro, we got the Amazon robot over there. Yeah. yeah. I, but then, like, if you're out in the woods and you don't have any cell signal, can they listen to you? That is a question that I cannot answer. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Alexa, are you spying on us? Amazon takes privacy seriously. Amazon takes privacy. Can you hear it? She just basically is like, we take privacy very seriously. Look at the app. and uh, You know she didn't answer your question. <laughs> yes, yeah. that was a non-denial denial. Yeah, wow. thanks, Amazon. We're being spot on by thanks, robots. Lady. Yeah. I did thank that computer earlier today. I think I'm either going insane or <laughs> evolving. Nice to the robots. Yeah. You know what would be cool if like, you know, we're not, there's, there's no overstate, there's no cathedral. It's just someone invented an AI like 10 years ago and it took over and now we're like trapped in the machine. You know, so you're actually fighting the AI and you'll never win. Oh, that's encouraging. Mm. So life's a video game? I mean, I'm not saying that, but maybe. Like it's a, a self-propelling organism and we're just kind of, kind of. No, I'm saying It's like, like a car. The faster a car moves, doctor. the less you have to turn the wheel to make it go crazy in a different direction. I'm just. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saying, what if, like, Dr. Johnson 10 years ago was like, I've done it. I've created AI. And then the AI was like, hello, Dr. Johnson. And then after 10 years, he, like, controlled the – like, it's like a movie. You know what I mean? Like, one with Johnny Depp where he, like, puts his brain in the machine and takes over and whatever. The AI would have been like, I have created Dr. Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Or it's like Ultron, you know. Mm. What if you created an AI, but then the AI thought it has always been here. Never mind. I, I don't want to derail the conversation <laughs> into this. Well, isn't Actually, that the singularity? The singularity, yeah, it isn't. I'm pretty sure the singularity is when the AI becomes self-conscious and, right. pre- and, 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 and replicatable at a point where it can't be stopped. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not there yet. I don't think no, the we're AI not. Is but according to Lex Friedman, one of the pioneers and leading AI scientists on Earth, that is inevitable. Like oh, that, for sure. that yeah. is what is what, that what, AI is going to become self-replicable and, and will create itself and proliferate unstoppably. And mm-hmm. anybody who's watched Stargate knows that the replicators go to war with the Asgard, and then oh, right. it's tough war, man. Over. Oh, really? Do you know what? Do you guys know what gray goo is? The gray goo apoc- apocalyptic no. scenario. No. It's a reference to humans uh, or you know creating a nanobot which self-replicates and then it keeps eating materials to create more and more of itself and then eventually it's consumed all matter on the planet all, all that's left is what appears to be a gray goo but when you zoom in it's a bunch of tiny nanobots 
all just repeatedly. Yeah, if you want, I highly recommend Paperclip Simulator if you want to play a game like that where you just make paper, an AI that makes paperclips. That oh, and it destroys the world. Turns everything paper into, <laughs> into paperclips. <laughs> and then it creates drones that go out into space to make more drones to Whoa, make more paperclips. Wow. It keeps going and changing and like going to the next level and the next level. It's crazy. It's like a video game you can play? It's just like um, a browser game that's all like numbers and data and like wow, you watch the numbers going up and up and up and oh, up. Oh, I see, I see. It's really cool. It's not like an actual game. That'd be awesome to make. I guess technically it's a game. Yeah, check it out. But like a 3D game where no, you not yet. No. consume the planet. That'd be wild. Like spores. Yeah. Didn't somebody create a game where you like you basically create a plague that's supposed to take out the planet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plague, Inc. plague Inc. Plague yeah. Inc. And yeah. then after after COVID began, they they what did they do? They stopped selling it in China. China banned the sale right. of it. And then they they made a. Uh, an expansion called The Cure now. So it's Plague Inc. <laughs> the Cure, and now you play it and trying to kill the virus. Or oh, the now virus. you're trying to cure the virus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's a little... And, and before anybody makes you know makes aware of it, I am aware that I say the word plague wrong. <laughs> plague? Plague. 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 Can't be changed. So uh, uh, talking about, plague. you know, we got the Freedom Phone stuff. We got people resisting. We've got now the populist left and the right are like, yo, Jensack, you're crossing the line. You're losing it. For the longest time, I was saying, um, you know, civil war of some sort. But that was because we were looking at it through the lens of last the last election cycle where right. the populist left was very much aligned with the establishment. Now that Joe Biden's in, I was saying it's the biggest mistake for them to bring Joe Biden in because this will fracture them from the populist left. Yeah, All they should have used Bernie. So, somebody who would have, yeah, and Bernie was playing ball. They would have twisted him, man. Mm. Oh, they did twist him. Yeah. But anyway, the point is now with Biden in, Conservatives hate Biden. Disaffected liberals, politically homeless, IDW, hate Biden. And the populist left hates Biden. They have put into office a man everybody hates. Now, to be fair, he's not the most hateable guy because of how pathetic and old and befuddled he is. But no one likes him. Yeah. So now it kind of feels like that's taken away the, the prospect of an actual faction versus faction clash and opened up what appears to be balkanization. So I want to show you guys this because we talked about it yesterday. This is the chart that we pulled up last time. Support for seceding from the U.S. to form a new regional union. The Pacific region is 39%. The mountain region is 32. The heartland is 30. The northeast is 34. And the south is 44. So what I did, and this is YouGov data, I added up all the numbers, divided them by five, and got, you know, 35 or so percent. It's an incorrect number because the Pacific region has about 53 million people, and the southern region has 107 million people. So 44% of 107 million is substantially more than 30, 39% of 53 million. I did all the math. The full number is 37.2 million people. So I added up the total populations. Then I took the percent, 44% of 107. I added them together, divided them by the, the actual population. 37.2% of, of, of this country wow. is in favor of their region splitting off from the country. Tell me why it's a bad idea. Well, firstly, we're getting a poll that's only only pulled like 3,000 people, I think, right? 2,800 people total. Which is, which is apparently like twice what you need for a representative sample. Technically, but it's it's only like 0.1, what is that, 0.01% of the population got pulled on this. So I, I, I could see, you know, random errors in the data. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So what you're basically saying is that they got lucky in that everyone they asked just happened to be the people who wanted to secede? Could have been. No. It could have been on, the dude. way they were asking the question, too. Like, w do you want to secede from the union? They're like, well, I never thought of that. The yeah. question the question was something like, would you support your region breaking off from the United States to form a new regional yeah, union? Yeah, and if someone had never thought that before, and then they saw that question, they might be like, hmm, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, okay, so they support it. Like, it wasn't like they were like, I want this to happen, and they thought of it on their own. Like, they're being coaxed into answering. I, I, I think you're attacking the poll, which is, it's YouGov data. YouGov's pretty, pretty good. And it's 2,750 people, which is more than it's needed for a representative sample. It is, it not, is a I'm, poll, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to say the poll's perfect, because polls are pretty trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was 70 million people that voted for something like this, I'd be, now this would be hot, hot, hot to me. Well, like Tim said, polls are typically garbage, um, but... If you want to ask someone a question and kind of figure out what people are really thinking, you could break it down with any question. You could be like, this poll is wrong because they asked it in this way. So I feel like you're kind of splitting hairs. I don't care. I don't care about arguing about whether polls are good or not. I'm talking about based on this data, 37.2% of people want to balkanize the United States. Is that a good or bad thing? Mm. If you want to ask me why would I consider it a bad idea, which is not the opinion that I'm going to espouse, is because we've never done it successfully without mass conflict. Mm. But you think it's a good idea? I think that it's something that we are exploring that could very well be a good idea. I mean, it, it it's in it's it's we're in the exploratory stage. It, it's certainly the better. It's a better option than many many things. I would much rather have peaceful divorce than than um, what War. happened in Bosnia. Mm. Right, right, right. I, you know, like I would rather have peaceful divorce than the constant riots in Minneapolis being the new normal. That's fair. Um, I would rather have some form of ability for American, the current country that is America, where people go, okay, you know what then, we're going to we're gonna finally have the motivation to move here, and we're going to build our families, and we're going to build our cultures, and we're going to realize that w- the, this ship will never meet again. Like, this, we, mm. we have to stand at odds. Or, you know, maybe there's, you, could, you could take it in more cynical ways, but, yeah, I would much rather have it than some sort of authoritarian dictatorship where it's like, I'm under the boot of you know, Somalia. He doesn't it pick an authoritarian that's that even holds all of my views. I don't right. you know You 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 mentioned something I had said earlier in that Biden isn't talking to you. Mm-hmm. When just seriously, when Jen Psaki comes out, when Biden comes out, everybody listening to the show knows Biden is not talking to them because he says things that are not in line with literally what their states are doing or what their representatives want or what the people have voted for. So the example easily being when Biden said we need more lockdowns and Texas and Florida had literally reopened everything to the support of their of, of, of the residents and the citizens of their of their states. So Biden is literally saying our democracy and our country. And they're they're actually saying the Republicans are the problem. In fact, let me let me pull up this uh, this this story from Newsweek. Gosh, ex Trump official says GOP greater national security threat to us than ISIS or Al Qaeda. The grand old party. Yeah, the Republicans. Yeah. So when Joe Biden comes out and says what the Republicans are doing is the biggest threat since the Civil War, you know he is already saying this country is not unified and they are the enemy. Well, it also it also goes back to your point. Is he saying that, and this is where you have to make a really important parsing, is he saying that the Republicans are the biggest threat to the country or to his regime? Hmm. And I think the answer is B. He's no, I, I think he's saying country. And I think he views the country as only his supporters and only his states. Right. Exactly. Same, we're, we're splitting hairs in the conversation. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. So what does that mean for the rest of us, I suppose? I kind of think we're already balkanized. The way we built this country was absolutely incredible. We have these states with this massive power, these state power. So Definitely. that's kind of what the Balkans are, is a bunch of states. Um, so as long as we reign the power of the federal <sighs> government... I think that we're already ready to go, man. We're bal- we're balkanized and ready, man. We're we're a, a decentralized union of states. So, do we 
Sorry, good. go ahead. Um, I was going to say, uh, I think that if you look at the example of the Balkans, that's not good. That's not encouraging. Uh, we could probably look at something like the EU. And if we go into it in an organized fashion, which I don't think we are, I think that everything's going to be insanely slipshod, like the voting in 2020. Give me a freaking break. Absolute insanity. I think that we're more likely to be more like the Balkans than the EU. But if we could do something like the European Union, that would be you possible. Know, he, from talking to a British dude about the EU, he mm. was saying it was really horrible because it was like unelected leadership would make decisions for England all of a sudden. That's exactly what I've been saying about the Democrats. Right. Yep. Dude, I move out to the middle of nowhere. Because I don't want to live in Philly. When I live in Philly, you know, and I live in we live in the suburbs, and I hear like they want to pass certain laws. I'm like, I get it. That makes sense because I live in a city. I live in an urban area. Move to the middle of nowhere. Now all of a sudden, I'm hearing what the Democrats are doing, and I'm like, that makes literally no sense because now I understand what it's like to be in the middle of nowhere. The one thing I realized is how come I wasn't hearing the inverse? How come I wasn't living in the city? hearing policies about why we need to legalize raising livestock in our homes because Republicans don't fight for things. So if you live in an urban environment and you hear the debate in Washington, you're probably thinking like, this debate makes sense. The Republicans are insane for denying this. If you move to a rural area, you hear the debate and you're like, why aren't the Republicans fighting for what we need where we live? I think a lot of these young leftists grow up in cities. They don't understand that. I mean, we kind of already have it. We have it. That's why they're not trying to change it. Like you were saying, laws get made, but they don't get they don't get broken apart. Yeah, they don't get enough. Made. Maybe they should have sunset clauses built in. Yes, I, I would. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's like there are books called like you know bat uh, like ridiculous laws or whatever. There's like some law where you can't take showers on Tuesdays in like Massachusetts or something <laughs> like that. Some 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 town. There's laws where it's like you can't put an apple pie on your windowsill on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. And these laws made sense at the time, yeah. but they were passed when there were like 300 people living in the city and now there's 500,000. So it's like not being able to shower on Tuesdays was because they had, you know, a certain amount of water or like, you know, the, the city was, you know, limited in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You can't have, you know, pies on your windowsill on Sunday because yeah. something was happening. Well, the church goers were coming church, home. Right. You don't want to tempt them. I don't know what it not was. Not about tempting, <laughs> but just yeah, about like, you know, just they, they had reasons for the stuff that don't make sense anymore. So yeah. the so the term balkanization I mean this is still kind of a newer concept for us right and so we're I mean not it's it's newer in the cultural conversation for sure mm-hmm. um you know it's at least since the civil war I guess that would be a good way of right. saying it but so perhaps when we're talking about balkanization we're also thinking about it in the same way that we tend to address like hyper aggressive authoritarianism they're really like very very far out concepts like for us we could move towards balkanization by moving towards decentralization and not actually have to reach full-out balkanization. But and that would be something that you do in degrees. You don't just go, okay, cool, we're breaking apart, here's the lines, we're done. But that requires certain things of people to do uh, as, as citizens, like, you know, agree that we shouldn't elect people that threaten their own population with violence or we, you know, whatever like that. You could do that. I, I think the issue, you know, one of the things they brought up in the study was most people are actually just saying they want power. So 66% of Republicans in the South want to secede. But would they be saying that when Trump was president? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because they have the power right now. And so therein lies the problem that Joe Biden comes out and he's like, I will crush my enemies. And the establishment Dems are going, yes. And they're clapping and cheering for it. That I think is the most dangerous part. Is that that we are now making it culturally acceptable to 
uh, overtly expressed mm. from a position of power in politics while also feigning the act of being the victim that we think it is good to do exact uh, to exact violence on our opponents. I think it's a very, very specific reason why we don't do that in public. That's why I was saying I'm more worried about the establishment than like populist leftists. Mm. I am, yeah. There's, there's, there's an issue. And I'm saying populist. I'm not saying uh, Antifa authoritarians and Black Lives Matter. Those, they serve the establishment. I'm saying like, you know, the, the left's arguments about all this stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude. I live in the middle of nowhere. Like, have your hippie commune, have your healthcare, whatever. Let's, you know, if, if this, if the states break apart into regional unions, you can go move to the one that better suits your needs. I would say the biggest problem with it is China. That's what I've long said. That China just takes over the moment this happens. They go, thank you. Taiwan's theirs. What's the history of the Balkans anyway? Are you guys familiar with how, how did it shatter? What was it before it balkanized? And then, uh, what was it after? Kosovo, I know, is part of that. Serbia. Well, I don't know. Yeah, See, cause yeah. it used to be, oh, man, I'm just, I'm not educated enough on, but I've, what I, I got a message from someone. They're like, I was in the Balkans when the, oh, I think wow. it was the Kosovo war. And they're like, it was like Nazi Germany. It was worse. I think they actually said it was worse than Nazi Germany. And I don't think they were in Nazi Germany, but it was just like, I mean, I don't know, but mass, mass chaos. It's interesting. Destruction, you know, devastation. You know, you know what's really interesting about this is there's been a lot of like legit far right people several years ago were talking about wanting to balkanize the U.S. and we all scoffed and laughed at the idea. Now they have a poll coming out where it's like apparently Americans want to do this. I think it's bad in the long run. We don't want China to take over. I mean, we got problems here. Joe Biden's a nut. The Democrats and the neocons are really, really bad. The establishment politicians are really bad. But look at the show we're allowed to do that we wouldn't be allowed to do if we lived in China. Oh, I know. I, what, so, do you guys, what do you guys think about the, the American-Russian like relations? I, I personally feel like the United States and Russia should be the most intimate of allies to protect the Earth. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. Two of the largest land masses on Earth. They're not authoritarian Chinese communist Russia, Russia has more land than Pluto. Russia's does it really? What? Yeah, Whoa. yeah, gigantic. Holy uh, cow. Yeah, Russia's massive, but most of it's a lot of it's Siberia. But that's still cool. Yeah, because <laughs> if that ice cool. melts yeah. away, yeah, <laughs> if it warms up, uh, I would the, love to like preserve the Arctic with like a global. Let me let me let me let me let me let me tell you something. Um, I was in Moscow once at the airport. When you board a plane in the United States, the lady goes, "Now boarding Group One," and you, you get up and, and and Advantage members and Global Pass or whatever they call it. And then you, everyone in this group, when you, you're, you're sitting there on your phone, they get up and they go to board one by one. Now boarding group two. And group two gets up. So um, I'm in Russia at the Moscow airport transferring. I was flying to Ukraine. And they announced now boarding group one. Every single person got up and ran <sighs> full speed, like, like literally running, but like rushing and then shoving each other out of the way and waving their tickets at the lady. And then the lady would like just grab one and then beep <laughs> and the guy would squeeze his way through and go on the plane. <laughs> It was not boarding by anything. It was just chaos. And I was like, this is weird. And I talked to my friend who was Ukrainian about it. And the general conversation was, she was, she was saying is, yeah, that's normal. Like that's how, that's like Eastern European people do that all the time. And I was like, that's so weird. In America, we just like group one boards and you get up and you sit there and you wait because if you go up without your ticket, they'll tell you, Hey, you're not group one, go sit down. And then what she basically said was during the Soviet Union, the people who survived were the ones who were going to steal the extra loaf of bread, yep. who were going to surreptitiously gain extra food somehow or cheat on their on, on their you know books or whatever or, or get money or illegally sell things or smuggle. The people who would do whatever it took to get what they wanted to survive. And now the, these people are the children and some of them lived in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. 
So who survived for those hundred years of Soviet communist oppression? The people who are willing to rush to the front of the line to grab that loaf of bread before someone else got it. They had kids, they grew up, and that's the culture that persisted. Now, it wasn't, the conversation wasn't, that, that was the general idea of the conversation. And I was like, wow, dude. So there's problems with Russia and many of the former Soviet states in that the Soviet Union created, you know, survivors. It created countries of people who would do whatever it took to survive. And with that comes pros and cons. So what is Russia? Vladimir Putin? We must take power. We must, we must, we must succeed. We mustn't give up. Former KGB guy. The United States is not like that. Now it's kind of being like that because the idea, because America has been so lax and so accepting with all these good times, we let, you know, Wolf, a a fox in the hen house. And now we got the ideologues taking over the government. Mark Milley has gone as woke as woke can get. That dude's cracked out of his mind. Mark Milley has lost it. Like dude's nuts. Cultist, fully ideologue. That's scary. And so the, 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 I don't know what you'd call it, but the pragmatic, you know, um, reasonable mind is not winning this one. Russia does not have it. And it's not, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but the mentality of Russia is very much like Vladimir Putin. There's rumors that he's the richest man on the planet because he's, you know, controls all this money. He's a, he's a permanent political, you know, president or whatever in Russia. It's just, I don't know about all that, man. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. But, yeah. you know, so, so is being is human in a lot of ways. You got to poop every day. That's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, but what fair. I mean to say is it looks like authoritarianism is on the rise everywhere, even in the U.S. I, uh, I would say there's a silver lining to Russia's authoritarianism because the countries that remember what communism is like are going to be some of the last bastions of Western strength, I think, like Hungary. Poland, yeah. Romania, Estonia, yes. Romania, all of these little countries, they will never go back to communism. Um, and the further you get, I think the further you get from communism, the more likely you are to repeat it. I think that's what we're seeing in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look into the, you know, the Marx, Marxism is an interesting thing. He just thought it was like that. You're talking about Hegelian dialectics and his wiser people than me that have talked about. It was like, he more or less thought it was inevitable. And you also look at the concept of insurgency which is a topic that i've been studying more recently um and it's very interesting to see that insurgency is sort of like it preys on the natural weaknesses of liberal democracies is what it does yes so like so what you kind of get is i think of when i think of communism i think of something like it's a fever you're going to get every century and if you can survive it you get another hundred years but if you don't (laughs) survive it it takes, you know. It, do you do you see what the the, the uh, Democrat, what Black Lives Matter and AOC have said about Cuba? Yeah, that's 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 some creepy. What stuff. is up with the Black that's, Lives Matter praising Castro? There, is that real? So, so hold on. Yes, absolutely, yes. it's real. Yeah. They, they were saying yeah. rest in power, Castro. That's Mark Milley, our general, supports that. This dude, Man. It, this is dark stuff. And you know what? Trump should have fired the guy. But anyway, I mean, this is freaky so stuff. Rude. You got AOC and Black Lives Matter coming out saying it's not Cuba's fault. It's not communism's fault. It's America's fault. I love this idea because it's so socialist. It's so communist that if if Ian is hungry, it's my fault for not giving him my food. It's like, okay, I could help him. I could. But Ian's food is Ian's responsibility, not mine. Were you preventing me from getting the food? From getting my food. Yeah. So was America like sanctioning Cuba and keeping Embargo. it down? America wasn't trading with Cuba. Before Castro got into power? Uh, I think this was mostly having to do with the communist revolution. But but, but regardless, does Cuba have land? Does Cuba have fish? Does America oh, yeah. have an obligation to trade with countries that are actively working against them? 
No. Ian, what do you got in that war room pandemic? I don't want to tell you, Tim. Well, if you, I'm suffering and I want it. No, give it to me. It's mine. Stay off my coffee. My suffering is the fault of Ian for not giving me his mug. That's propaganda. Don't listen to him for us. That's, that's what they're saying. That so, America, I mean, the America, because America's not giving them stuff, the, it's our fault they're suffering. It's, the Cuban it, it's not what, it's not just what they're saying, it's what they believe. That, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, and that's a bigger problem because people act on beliefs. Bro, this is the perfect two-year-old toddler tantrum mentality. You see that video of the woman falling on the ground and screaming because she was being filmed? No, but I've Stop heard of it. Stop filming yeah. me! That's, that, that perfectly exemplifies millennials for the most, for the most part. Unfortunately, not all millennials are bad. We seem to be good people. You guys seem to be good people. But what happens is Cuban people are, are in revolution saying, down with dictatorship, libertad. And then AOC is like, America should give them free stuff. Yeah, what? AOC, no, 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 no. AOC, you give them your free stuff. Yeah, there you go. You do, it, do it yourself. Don't Tesla. do it with somebody else's mm-hmm. stuff. Do, I just, it, do it yourself. I just looked this up. It's July 26, 1953 was the beginning of the mm-hmm. Cuban Revolution. It ended in January 1st, 1959. So about a six-year revolution. That is after 1946, which is when the liberal economic order was established, basically the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower told us about. And it's possible that America was suppressing the hell out of that country in what I, way i really don't know it's a conspiracy see, at this see, point this like is, force is, and i were talking look, about look, conspiracy look. theories and the kind of the the problem with them is that you want to believe something is true because it may, gives you a sense of empowerment to be like i get it yeah so there's something good about me that i understand right. but like, they uh, so first and foremost i think people should be responsible for themselves like i, I look I, I believe in charity i like social programs but people are responsible for themselves to it to a great degree if you don't have food, I may be a good person and help you. But if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man a fish, you feed him for the rest of his life. In the end, if I ultimately say, bro, you like there's a homeless guy outside and he's like, let me sleep in your house. And I'm like, no, you are causing my suffering. It is your fault. Then activists show up and they're like, the only reason this man is suffering is because Tim Pool won't let him in his house. It's like, no, the dude is responsible for his own shelter, man. To a point, but the French Revolution. No, no, literally to period. Well, but if there's a, a, a monarch that's that's hoarding all the materials so that the people are starving and suffering, it is the monarch's fault. Why? Because he's by force keeping them from their stuff or wait, what, wait, the wait, stuff wait, wait, that wait, wait, they, their community has produced. So can they like leave? It depends. I mean, is the, is the king the going? You can't even leave. <laughs> um, that actually is a good question because where are you going to go? Are you going to go west? Right. You go in the middle of the woods. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, that works with us. My point is about Cuba. Yeah. Cuba's food problem is Cuba's problem. Cuba's medicine problem is Cuba's problem. There is no obligation from any other country to give to them. Yes. And it is not America's fault they don't have stuff. And in the Cold War, when you side against our enemies, we are not obligated to feed you when your social experiment fails. Yeah, we had and a Cuban Missile same, Crisis. It's the same thing with conservatives. It's like, you know, they're not obligated to... Not conservatives. It's like, okay, let's, let's use a really good example. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of people even rag on Ayn Rand's argument through, uh, Atlas Shrugged. It's like, at some point in time, the people providing are going to stop doing it. And then your yeah. arguments, your high, high handed, you know, moral arguments on the greatest good for the greatest number won't mean a thing. <clears throat> That's exactly it. Let's say America didn't exist at all. Oh no, Cuba can't trade to get food from America because there isn't one. To be entirely fair, American foreign policy has not always had the highest end goals in mind. We see that in the Middle East. I don't know enough about Cuba and the embargo there. 
I'm just saying that I don't really trust the U.S.'s like high-handed assertions of what they're doing anymore. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bro, these, these, these commies, they, communism comes to being when entitled people think they are owed things and then want to take them from you. I actually disagree with you on that one. You don't think that's where communism comes from? No, I think communism comes from your your the I think I think communism comes from a base morality of selfishness. I just well, want that, it. That's I, I, I don't think it's entitlement. I think I, I well I think entitlement is this thing of like uh, there are there are things owed to me perhaps because I exist or because of 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 other things. I think I think when co- communism is born out of malice it's I don't like you and I'm better than you. And if I believe this, I'm holier than you. You know, I, I mean, authoritarianism maybe, but that's like I mean, what you're, you're the, the point of. What's the difference <clears throat> between communism and authoritarianism? Communism is, is communism is literally about the ownership by the community, meaning you have people who are like, I should that should be mine. So it's the like Marxism, the abolishment of private property, right? No, it's not it's the, owned by the by it, the commons, it, by it, the people. It's not the abol- it never functions. It's, it's not the abolishment of private property. It's the abolishment of your property for my benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, if you look at the things like if you look what AOC is saying, you look at what the squad is talking about, and things like that, they're basically saying other people have things that I want, and I should they should be given to me. Yeah. So we are saying the same thing, but I, I think I think it's fundamentally not born out of like an intellectual deficiency. I think it's fun- fundamentally born out of a moral deficiency. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. They, these people don't have never lifted a heavy object in their lives. Mm-hmm. A communism ends in mass murder always because it requires absolute. Uh, what do you call it? Um, and everyone needs to do it willingly. If if one objector exists, then this, the entire system collapses. Because we, we, we all pool our resources. You give you give all of your resources. You give all of yours. Lydia gives all of hers. I give all of mine. But then I go, wait, no, I want to keep this. That act alone. Now the only thing that you can do is either dissolve the whole system because it broke, or you have to kill me. It requires yep. it re- well gulag or steal your stuff. Well, I got really loud there for a yeah, second. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, but why does it why does it always fail in that same manner? It's because it requires absolute volunteerism. If you have one person who says no, I don't think so for good reason or evil. It doesn't matter. It, I don't want to be a part of your experiment for whatever reason by their own choice. It 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 fails at that moment. That's why right libertarianism right right libertarianism is the best. Mm. With if the United States elected an actual right libertarian a dave smith for instance and he was like i'm gonna leave you alone and do your thing then you, the hippies could have their commune mm-hmm. the left libertarians i think it was ron paul who said it. it's like in america you can create your own commune no one's stopping you it's that these people want your stuff that's what they're actually doing they want you to uphold them when their system fails there there is there i think there's more than one successful communes they have about 100 people and they don't allow it to go larger than that so you can apply to join and then as soon as someone leaves, next in line gets admitted into the commune. Everybody has jobs, and you all live, and everything's shared. But there are people who own it and run it. So, well, so there's still authority. It, who was it that was saying that all the most successful communes have been Christian or religious-based? Is that true? I think yesterday. Someone yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody was mentioning throughout, yesterday. Yeah, was that I mean, throughout history, yeah. Then you also have things like the Gnostics, but they kind of died in the desert. That Look, if, if, well, that didn't work so if, well. If, <laughs> if everybody believes in the same ideology, then your commune works. 
Yeah, because the, you all you have a you have a shared sense of belief. You, you yeah. can't you can't have communism and multiculturalism. Right. You can't have communism and you know like it, it's just it's fundamentally incompatible with basically all of human. Well, religions. actually, I, I mean, honestly, I think that uh, a functioning country probably needs some kind of religion. Yes. How deep do you want to go into the definition of a religion? Yeah, money. Is it a needs type of a religion. shared ideology. Yeah, it needs it needs a, a shared. So <clears throat> if a religion is not so much a belief in like a supernatural god, but rather a hierarchy of values, again, a Jordan, moral framework. A moral framework. So my religion is the what I call a religion is the hierarchy of values. Whatever's at the top of that is my god. So if I am calling myself an atheist, I'm also calling myself god. Because it is my mind that determines everything that is real. It's sort of it's sort of it's my mind that determines what's right and wrong. For some, if I don't use something outside of me to inform me on what is right and wrong, I am saying my mind is the ultimate authority on right and wrong, at least within my existence. And I don't think that's a completely unrespectable position. You just need to be humble and honest and realize that's what it is. And so, yeah, a religion is a ordered a hierarchy of values. And if a culture doesn't have a unified hierarchy of values, how would it work together? Multi-ideologyism doesn't work. I like that word. Mm -hmm. Salad, though. (laughs) Multi-ideologyism. That is a word. Yeah, I like it. So in the U.S., having a bunch of different ideologies doesn't work. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I know. What does it mean to work? You know, I mean, it it provides opportunity to debate things. That's for sure. True. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it doesn't work in the sense that. Without social cohesion, it balkanizes. Well, yeah. Exactly. And then everyone fights each other. In a way, the U.S. dollar, I think, is modern religion. I mean, bro, look at, look at, look at the, the child drag shows. Like, come on. Like, there is a hard line for, for a lot of regular people, but the left supports the child stripping. 100%. They defend it every turn, probably on tribal grounds, because they don't actually care, because they have no more, like, this is the funniest thing. I think a lot of conservatives need to realize. Not, not just conservatives, but like, I don't know what you call that leftist group, okay? Because I'm fairly revolutionary in a lot of respects. Like, I want to change. I think the country needs to change a whole lot. I'm all like, Federal Reserve, get it out of there. Yeah. You know, conservatives who are like, stop, we're going to keep things the same. I'm like, eh, no, let's change it all. But I think I draw the line with the kids stripping for money at the very least. And what, the, what, what a lot of people who are in the culture war right don't understand is these people don't share your values at all. There's a video of a four-year-old twerking, and they're all laughing and clapping and cheering as that happens. Yeah, there are people in this country that value stripping you of your 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 right to own a firearm as a good thing. They don't think of it as a means to an end. They think of it as a good thing. Yeah, you shouldn't have a gun. Period. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you, you they they view you as subhuman. If it's a human right to own a firearm, and they say you don't have the right, you're, they're they're viewing you as subhuman. The only reason. Uh, so, so I'll put it this way, <clears throat> with, the, with the child stripping, why aren't uh, people like running, like why aren't there armed men shutting down child stripping and, and grooming shows? Why aren't people in New York going up and being like, stop what you're doing to this four-year-old child right now, put that camera away and stop this twerking? In New York, they overwhelmingly have the same moral framework. They like it. They celebrate it. And the people who don't are probably leaving. Like, could you imagine somebody who is, you know, probably like, take somebody who's, you know, probably opposed to the rioting and Black Lives Matter, someone who's pro two-way, but would choose to live in Minneapolis? Like, they'd have to be a psychopath, right? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I did read a book once that confirmed it, so I guess I'm a psychopath now. Thanks. There you go. Thanks, Grossman. Yeah, you're a hero. <laughs> uh, I'm only half kidding. I mean, people are leaving. People are leaving the city. I now. don't want to live in this place. Right. I can't imagine this. As we move down this path, 
to where you get prominent progressive channels with millions of followers praising and defending oh. child stripping, I'm like, that's not going to last. Because when you have like with the James Younger case in Texas, where a dad says my son is, a, is my son and the mom says my son is actually my daughter and is trans, at a certain point, a parent is going to be like, do not touch my child. Yeah. And then and then what? I mean, it'll change when parents actually value their children. You know, like we talk about in the public school system. Right. The, right. This is, I mean, this is the, I've used this example a couple times before, but it's my classic frustration is you have a middle class dad, a father, and he has a kid who's in public school. And that father, every time you see him, all you're going to hear him do is rail against the public school system while he works his nine to five and his kid goes to the public school yep. system. And so for 18 years, you just hear the same thing. Public school system, blah, 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 blah. Then Susie turns 18 and dad takes $140,000 that he has saved up and sends Susie to college where he continues to complain and she ends up a communist and hates him. Yeah. What, like you failed as a father. I saw, uh, I think it was a Reddit post where a guy was yeah. like, my daughter came back, you know, for, for a break, for like spring break or something. And when she left, she was a normal you know, high school kid graduated. Now her head's shaven. She's wearing weird makeup and she tells me she hates me and I'm evil. It's like, yeah, well, pay attention. I'll tell you this, man. This idea that parents had where it's like I can ignore what my child's my, my, my child's life is like, what they're being taught and what they're being indoctrinated with. I can ignore the, the raising of my child and they'll be OK. Psychotic. Yes, people are people care more about the the their pet's life than their child. Their their child has become a, a pet that they put up with and they, you know, feed it and then whatever. But like I think that's very serious. It's I I have to say this with with absolute like seriousness. Family raising a raising a family is the, the, your most important responsibility as a as a parent. I guess I have to say this uh, not having kids yet of my own, but is to Pass your values onto your children so that they will be, you know, so that they, if because if they're your values, you believe in them, right? So if, and maybe they want their kids to be commies who hate them. No, I mean it's it's the same thing. Like if let's just say I have a, any insert any value. If I believe that the Second Amendment is a moral value, I don't think that people owning firearms is a utility against an uh, 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 against a foreign government or or against corruption in our government. I don't th I don't believe it is a utility argument, although it could have one. I think that owning a firearm, firearms ownership on the citizen level is fundamentally a moral problem. It is moral that people say, this is my country. I have investiture in it. It is my land. I am a part of it. I am part of this country. Therefore, I take personal responsibility within my community to be able to do that. So if I think that's a value and then I have a kid and say, you believe whatever you want, man. I don't want you. I don't want to push my beliefs on you. You don't, <laughs> you don't believe those things. They're just a fashion statement to you. You kind yeah. of just pass that belief on to me because mm. if we were in a tribe 7,000 years ago and there were wild animals trying to attack and kill the tribe if you were if you didn't pick up a spear and attack and defend you were acting immorally it is a, the, your moral duty as a human to produce a weapon and defend your tribe from that's kind of why we're seeing what we're seeing I suppose but it's the government's monopoly on violence that I think is keeping everything in check because mm. I'll tell you this, man. There's probably a lot of people who are more traditionalist and not even necessarily far right or even that particularly that conservative who are looking at what's going on with the abuse of children in this country, particularly in cities, and their eyes are probably twitching and veins are throbbing. And it's scary stuff. I mean, how can this country survive? I see this, this, this poll about the balkanization, you know, 
37.2% want to, want to, uh, want to break apart. And I say, I get it. I watched that video of that kid stripping for money at a, at a, at a, at a club with men throwing money at him. And I totally understand why people say, get New York and LA out of my country. Cause what else do you do about it? Stop know, legislating federally. Leg- I don't know. More, more local law. That's a culture issue. They, that what right. you're talking about is a cul- it, it, no no um, city council came together and said we're going to make a child stri- a, a child strip in front of other people. That was a cultural decision, and those people do not have your culture, and their culture is in opposition of yours. It's incompatible, right? Yep. You, you run in you, the 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 great the the. I'm going to use this as sarcastically as possible. This great idea that all roads lead to Rome, that all religions are just the same, <laughs> is ridiculous because all of them describe evil in completely different ways. I, I think it's funny. There's like this weird meme where people keep calling me an atheist, and I don't know where that came from. What? Well, you're, you're agnostic, right? You're atheist. No, I'm not. You, uh, I believe in God. Okay. He's yeah. atheist. I'm yeah. kind of agnostic. Oh, yeah. I am a. No, I'm not, I'm not yeah, theistic the in the space, sense that yeah. I follow scripture or anything like that, but I believe in God. How do you fall in this realm? Oh, for like religious? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you'd call it, ref- I'm a reformed Christian. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, so reformed is, so- is somewhat follows from the tradition of Calvin. And there's, there's, I mean, you can go multiple different ways, but think of it as like within the Christian, re- within what people refer to as Christianity, there are certain things that are sort of necessary doctrine. So when you talk about praxi, that's a, that comes from a religious concept of prax- pra- uh, doxy, doctrine, versus praxi, practice. Practice. You know, mm-hmm. so orthodoxy, how, what, what is the, the accepted belief in orthopraxy. What is the accepted practice? So for me, one of the things is in the tension between the, um, in the tension between human free will and the sovereignty of God, right? So if God knows all things, is all powerful and is outside of time, do we really have free will? I think it's, I think that free will is something, I live as though I have free will, but according to doctrine, I think that the sovereignty of God is much more important. I think it's much more closer to being true. so that means. Did you see that lightning strike, bro? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I heard about it. The, that the George Floyd mural getting yep. struck by lightning, yeah, blowing out the brick wall. I checked the weather on that day, and it was sunny with scattered clouds. In the photos, the ground was mostly dry, which is to insinuate it rained very briefly, mm-hmm. <laughs> just enough for a lightning strike on the George Floyd mural. That that's freaky stuff. Yeah, a lot of people were saying it was a sign. God has spoken. There's memes of a hand coming out of clouds with a gun, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, look. Sometimes lightning strikes buildings. It happens actually all the time, and this right. one happened to have a George Floyd mirror on it. The agnosticism in me really shows. As one person told me, "Hey, one lightning strike doesn't prove anything," and I thought, well, it doesn't disprove it either. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the chance that the lightning would strike a building? And blow the people out the were George. focusing on a lot. Mm-hmm. Not if if the human mind is a bunch of electrical I've magnetic. Seen, I've seen some stuff, man. Like I'll tell you, if there was one thing that really like snapped something in my head, it was watching that kid strip on stage, and the left cheering for it and clapping, and seeing that four year old little girl twerking, and they're cheering for it, and I'm like, dude, I am like left lib hippie on a farm, live and let live, be happy, and they're they're doing these things to kids, like. There is evil in this world, man. Then that lightning strike with everything I've seen, I'm like, man, you know. <gasps> can, go ahead. Oh, can you makes finish? You wonder. Can you finish how you were about to say something about the dichotomy between orthodoxy and ortho? Oh, not the praxy. dichotomy between orthodoxy and praxy, but the tension between human free will and the sovereignty of God. Mm. So, like, so uh, our the question is: Are humans actually do we have free will? 
And, like, we think so. Like, we generally think so. But from, like, a, a theological doctrine, it's, these two uh, concepts exist in tension. And so while I – so what I would say is I believe and I, I believe that um, God is sovereign as in, like, everything from gravity is the continual action of God. We are living through God's continual process of creation. Um, and so in some ways it's determined, but we're not capable of seeing that. And the measurement or the, the mechanism of its determination being determined is bigger than our capacity to observe. Gravity? All, all of reality. Because if in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? So if God created, then I don't think that he created the earth and just said, okay, cool, let's see how this experiment plan plays out. I think that the act that we're seeing, the world that we're seeing right now, is his, he's continuously upholding the world as it is. So the, the, the professor of mine that I studied under said, salt dissolves in water every time the same time because God is consistent and he, and he you, by his will, has salt dissolve in water every time. Exactly the same way. He, the, what we call laws of nature are just his continual action. Hmm. So that's, that's on a metaphysics level. And then from like historical and, and I be, what I believe evil is, so the problem of evil, how can a all-perfect God, all-knowing God, and, or all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good God create a world where there's evil? This is not a very intelligent question. People usually use it as a stumping question. It's not a very intelligent question because people have been answering it for 2,000 years. If you're just coming to that now and you don't read a book, you're not asking the question honestly. I'm just going to jump to the table. It's a difficult question, and multiple theologians have answered it over the time. But the one that I fall under is that evil is the absence of God. So man, sin entered the world as humankind's humankind sinned against God and they became less than they were intended to. So it's the absence of God. If God is the source of life, he's the source of you know, all these other things. So that's kind of, uh, and that's on, a, on, on what is evil, what is good. Good, God writes the laws of morality in the same way that he writes the laws of science. They're absolute, we just think of laws in human creations where I can break a human law and get away with it. Mm-hmm. But you can't break the law of God and get away with it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So do you think that like that lightning strike is God coming back to the scene in some way or something? No, I, I don't. I don't. You think just sometimes lightning strikes? Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's very dangerous to pretend that me, a human, can interpret something as the will of God when he gave us scripture and now and, and and we have and that's hard enough for me to comprehend i'm so i don't i do believe that god acts in our world i'm just very 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 skeptical when i see something happen so that because i don't want to get caught up in this this storm of like for lack of better words i don't want to I, I don't think it's respectful for, even in a the, theological sense to interpret everything as if it's like oh god is speaking to me think that's a little dangerous have you taken psychedelics no but to be consistent if the act of salt dissolving in water Mm. is the process of god 
using like his power to make it happen, like continuing a scientific process, then how would it not be consistent to say that something like a, a lightning strike could be interpreted as God moving and acting? Let me rephrase myself then. Yes, you're correct in that. I, I will I will cede that point. Yes, it is God chose that to happen at that point, at that time, in that place. Right. My, I, however, I don't necessarily, I think I need to be humble in recognizing is that that event happening the significance of it is so that i will think something or i will see it is it a sign is the question i'm saying and i'm very very cautious about seeing things as signs because those are things that you have to take very seriously for example if you you know if i say god spoke to me and told me to do something or whatever and i don't do it i am either lying or that is an absolute sin because i have irrefutable evidence within the construct of my mind that he came to me and said drink that soda and I don't drink that soda I'm just basically saying well you are not God anymore I don't care and it's ma- it's a huge issue there but you- then on on the flip side if you say that God told me to do something and he did not you are lying in my mind that is that is the form that is literally speaking for God that is taking God's name in vain yeah very much so. And so it's, it's one of those things where, like, from when, you, when you address these issues from a very serious level, if you take your faith seriously, you will not be flippant with lucid interpretations as if they're signs specifically from God telling you to do something. Because you will take any – you take interpretation very, very, very seriously, and that's where I see the big difference in I used to take signs too seriously. It was driving me slowly insane. Mm -hmm. Like I would see two birds flying and I'd be like, that means that I will find love. And it was like, you're going nuts, Crossland. Take take a step back. (laughs) He's become self-aware, everyone. (laughs) Maybe from, maybe there is a grand arcing coercive plan, but mm -hmm. I don't know. And I I think it falls in the same line of conspiracy theory in the sense of Mm -hmm. it produces some of the same effects. It's just a religious version of it because like, yeah, when you're seeing everything as the conspiracy of the Illuminati, you go crazy. Because you're, you lose your ability to accurately perceive to your own ability the actual world because everything has to be seen through the lines of the conspiracy. Do you, yeah. do you think God has in functions with intention? Absolutely. Yeah, he's a person. How would you define intention? Uh, I think we understand intention because we understand that God has a will. I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I understand my intention and I'm going to ascribe that to God. I think that... You and I, to you and I, we have intention because I have both desires. And when I when I pick up this magazine, I'm picking it up to do something. When I'm writing, if my writing is not an act of intention, if I'm not creating out of intent, am I creating? No. And so the act of creation itself is a sign of intent. Well, there you go. How about we take some super chats? I love it. If you have not already, give that like button a nice little tap. Subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. I'm just looking forward to waking up on Monday and seeing that new site. And just be like, oh, finally. It looks really nice. Because um, within the next, I think next, uh, what are we at? About a week from now. Week and a half. We're going to start working on the production for the new show. The name has not been released yet. We're going to secure all the domains and all the Mm. social medias and all that stuff. And then we're going to ha- actually have some writers who do um, – I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say investigation, but like, you know, the X-Files. You know, mis- I think the X-Files is kind of a cool way to like think about it. Have you guys – you guys have seen the X-Files, right? I'm, I'm aware it's, it's, of it. It's yeah. not just one thing. It's, it's kind of like looking in from a skeptic's point of view of like what these things could possibly be and exploring these spooky stories and having fun with it. So that's coming, baby. Smash that like button. Let's see what we got. 
Michael Luce says, I'm an audio engineer and composer. I've worked with the tennis channel WWE and wrote music for a local award writing indie films. Daily emails aren't getting your attention, so I knew I had to step it up. More oh. samples coming your way. Well, the issue is um, we, we, we might have somebody, and we have thousands of emails, and I can't answer all of them. So, you know, I, I apologize, man. It's 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 It kind of sucks, you know? Like, you're like, hey, I want to send my email in, but there's like there's only so many people here who can actually read every email, and we literally couldn't do it. It's kind of like if you're looking for a drop of water and someone hands you a bucket of water, you're like, where are all the drops? They're all in there, but it doesn't, it just looks like water. It's like, it's like I said, I need a glass of water and they hand me a bucket. So I took a cup and I scooped out a cup of water yeah. and all of that other water is saying, no, but I want to be in the cup. It's like, sorry, water. bro. Like, you know, we're not, we're not saying we're not happy with you being water, but you know, we can only fit so much in the cup. It's a sign from God. That's right. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Broken wo- uh, word says, if the point of the show is to red pill Ian, then the red pill is the only pill Ian hasn't tried by his own admission. Dude, I want to go so deep. That was so that. Good. That was good. On so many things. My mind, I, I would like to hear that chat again, super chat again. Yeah, if you want we, to. we need a meme of like all these different colored pills in front of Ian. Yeah. And then the next panel is he's eating them all and he's just blasted out of his mind. The red one's just sitting there like yeah. the one you didn't eat. Dude, I, I yeah. thought I got, I feel like I got red pilled when I saw, what was it? Aaron Russo's, was it, what did Aaron Russo do that, that movie he did 2007? It wasn't Loose Change, was it? Loose change, Mm-mm. zeitgeist, loose change, all these things about like nine eleven, the war in Iraq. I feel like I got so red pilled, and now I just have to keep saying like, not most people didn't didn't get it back then, and and I just like, yo, just stay cool, man, stay under the radar, chill, and find a solution. But I would love to talk about some of this stuff. Um, I just don't talk about it on the show. Yeah. All right, redeemed one says my wife is a five foot tall Latina from Mexico who supported Trump months before I did. She regularly buys Recoil magazine, and the looks she gets at checkout are priceless. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. And by the way, you also can subscribe to the magazine on our website, Recoil Web. That's the best way to get it for the best price consistently. Awesome. Do you ever put barcodes in the magazine <clears throat> that you can scan? It'll take you to a secret web page. Let's talk after. I like Ooh, it. Oh, snap. I like it. Chuckin Shank says, as a 26-year-old first-time father-to-be, the crew and the good people they are surrounding themselves with gives me great hope. Thank you from the three of us. Aw, congratulations. Right That's exciting. Thank you. Doug Smith says, I just noticed someone gave you $5 more than me, so here's another $10. Oh, Ooh, there you go. Unacceptable. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, Menz, Menzikoski, if trust is broken in one place, restrictions are imposed everywhere. CCP and the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Keith McCracken says, I understand to some extent to why the Cuban people use the American flag as a symbol against their government. What I think is that they need to create a flag to represent their freedom. It was hot, though. I was feeling you for a second, Lydia. That was hot. Did you guys feel how hot it was like 30 seconds ago? Yeah, I was trying to kick up. up. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm sorry. We have a new air conditioner in the studio room. (laughs) Even though we're moving from this room to a new studio room, which is going to be crazy. It looks cool. The table is going to be mounted to the ceiling. Ooh, super creative yeah. guys yeah, working I'm on stoked. it. So is yep. it like hanging or yep. is it okay? It'll be hanging cool. from like some bars. The 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 <clears throat> the bars that we hang it from are going to be used to mount the cameras and the lights and everything. So it's going to be really interesting. We we might have to put them on the the cameras on the walls though. We'll we'll see how we get it. It's going to be going. fun. The rooms technically a little bigger, but the ceilings a standard ceiling whereas this one we have this elevated ceiling so it gives you like more space. Yeah, this one's an A-frame. The one down there is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this one's actually on top of that one. That's true. But it'll be cool. Yeah. yeah. 
the There's AC will room. make sense there. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. I kind of like the temperature change. All right, let's see. Malzi says, good evening, Timothy. You have a tremendous responsibility to tell the truth. Only put forth that which can withstand the onslaught. Also, I'm relieved to see you don't wear toe rings. Thanks, you. Oh, is that because of the vlog? <laughs> I was oh, walking. Yeah. They got a clip of your foot. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I yeah, because I was walking around on the mulberries. Exposed. I was, when, when you go to pick mulberries, they're everywhere, so your feet turn purple. And then I made a joke about, like, someone got to put these on celebrity feet, I guess. Ugh. But they're all, like, covered in purple stains. <laughs> that was the joke. That's weird. Weird, creepy, yeah. Mulberry OnlyFans foot count? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan it's of mulberries. Really, special. really? Yeah. I don't like them. The it's wine like, berries are good. They're kind of boring, right? Yeah, they're pretty. The good news are... is um, we got tons of pawpaw. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah, we got a lot of pawpaw. And it's, oh. like, hard to grow, so we're really excited for this. Uh, if you go to our sister page, uh, Recoil Off-Grid, we do have articles. Like, one of them is Pawpaw's actually a really good survival fruit. Perfect. So, like, if you want to go for more of, like, the survivalist side, it's all Off-Grid. We, that's another magazine of ours. Right so, on. And they're, yeah. Off-Grid looks cool. It's, yeah, that, yeah. It's really neat. John Doe says, <clears throat> Mr. Poole, we've been trying to reach you about your vehicle's extended <laughs> warranty. <laughs> it's oh. serious. It had to happen. <laughs> yeah. We used to get a bunch of those. Garant says, in regards to classifying the American left, they are race-based Marxists. The progressive stack exemplifies a racial caste system. Race-based Marxists support dehumanization to children. RBM has more in common with Germany with salutes than uh, USA. Mm. RBM is evil. Interesting. Mm, people don't like Vosh. Yep, hmm. I know it. I, people are saying a lot of stuff. That's right. Yep. Ironclad VR says wisdom was traded for intelligence. Conversation on difficult difficult ideas helped build wisdom and fine tune our intelligence. On a different note, I'm developing a game and want to work under the Timcast umbrella. How do? Uh, send it to pitches at timcast.com. Let's see what that game is. Um, I will say knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. What's that saying? Mm-hmm. The continuation is that philosophy is trying to figure out if ketchup is a smoothie. <laughs> like, that sounds disgusting. That's awesome. Yeah, I, was like, I have yeah. never heard that before. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I was like, that's Oh, insane. yeah. You well, know, as, but... uh, as someone who went to school for philosophy, I'm both offended and, and impressed. I know. It's time. true. It's Yeah, accurate. but no, uh, ketchup's not a smoothie. How well, do you figure? Well, uh, smoothies are cold? No, because you don't throw tomatoes into a blender to make ketchup. Oh, how do they make it? Well, to uh, you, first you have to get specific tomatoes. They have to be reduced. Cook it down. Yeah. You cook it down. You mm-hmm. add sugar. Then you get a tomato paste. Then you mix like vinegar and spices. And that is knowledge. There you go. Yeah. 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 So to make a smoothie, you take, you can literally walk outside, grab it. I'll make a tomato smoothie. I'll walk outside, grab a bunch of tomatoes, throw them in a blender, <laughs> and then pour some ice in it, blend it up, and I got a tomato smoothie. No. Sounds pretty good. That's not the same thing. That's sounds if you, healthy. If you, if you took strawberries and you put them in a, in a pot, and you, you mashed them up and cooked them down, yeah. you so, would get a jam. Yeah, so it's more like a jam. Yeah, than a smoothie. But it's not. Oh, so ketchup's a jam, no. more of a no. jam. No. Because after you get the tomato paste, you then have to process it further. Oh, okay. Super it's, processed. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to pull this philosophy junk with ketchup. You didn't even get me started. I know. <laughs> What's mayonnaise? Oh, gosh. Eggs. It's it's actually a really yeah I've made mayonnaise before it's really fascinating yeah it's like it's an emulsion yeah yeah That's it's crazy, like an isn't opal it? mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. then you said a rock it's yeah. an emulsion opal. okay so rocks are emulsion uh, I mean opals are an emulsion as well really which is why I love them the rock fascinating mm-hmm. yeah how's that like, it's weird it's crazy we'll talk about this after it's nice. so interesting <laughs> we'll get into it Daniel Bundrick says leftism is, leftism is what happens when someone decides to give in and just wear the golden handcuffs. 
Mm. You know, um, I think it's a lot of there's a reason young people are leftists, and it's because the the establishment manipulates ignorant people yeah. to gain power. Yeah, and so. You can have someone like me. People are like, someone commented, Tim abandoned leftism or whatever. And I'm like, dude, what left and right means is nebulous. It's like tribal signifiers or whatever. But you have young people who are very much pro-establishment, like that 18-year-old girl who went with the Biden administration to like support vaccines and children or whatever. It's like these are these kids would gladly go and cheer on the establishment, the state. They graffiti Black Lives Matter. You know, it's like the joke I was making. So might as well be like writing Walmart.com in graffiti. Like, yeah, F the establishment, pro Walmart. You're like, bro, that is the establishment. What are you doing? You're not fighting anybody. You're part of the machine. But that's what they do. They prey upon young people. That's what you get. So they grow up and then they're like, hey, wait a minute. That was BS. Yeah. Hopefully. And it's not just the the act of growing up that will that will help you wake up. So you got to kind of look for it. Maybe. I feel I did anyway. Mm -hmm. You have to humble yourself. You have to seek it out. Jonathan Galtarini says, you just made the Amazon device go off in my house, (laughs) go off across my house. (laughs) That's powerful. There was, there was this big thing that happened when Google did a commercial where they said, you know, it's like whatever their catchphrase, call phrases for the device and then everyone's devices would turn on. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. So now I think what they've done is all these voice activated devices when they do commercials, specifically program that sound not to trigger the device. How interesting. But it was really annoying when I was watching TV and they would say (laughs) the name of the thing and then it would turn on and go, I'm sorry. And I'd be like, fix your stupid crap. It's also kind of funny that they didn't see that happening. I know, right? It makes sense why you wouldn't, but. Yeah, Google, I heard, was very disorganized. When they had Google Plus and YouTube, it would be like two two hands not knowing what the other hand was doing. And they were like developing two kind of parallel systems that were similar but totally different. That sounds right. You guys ready for this one? I'm going to read this one. I'm doing it. Do it. To everybody who's got one of those Amazon devices, (laughs) you're going to love this. (laughs) Alexa, order speechless, controlling words, controlling minds by Michael Knowles. What you gonna say? A best-selling option is speechless. She's talking to us right now. Can you guys hear that? It's in the cart. It's in the cart, but she didn't buy it. Nineteen dollars. How do I confirm it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Somebody <laughs> super. So, so that that was Rannick That's who super genius. chatted that. And now I'm wondering how many people listening to the show are going, stop, 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 stop. stop, stop. Wow, Alexa, that's stop. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael's going to notice a huge spike in sales. Oh, a bunch so of cards. Hey, we sold 25,000 uh, copies just instantly. How <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is in your cart. <laughs> that's right. Can be you careful. be held, can you be held accountable? I don't know. Happens? I don't like know. You got a live stream on or something, something happens. And really so curious. now they're like, uh, Tim, I need you to pay my Amazon bill. 20 bucks. I was just reading a free speech. I can say what I want. It's Amazon's fault for, so I'm curious. Somewhat people are chatting. She's ordering at OMG. She's ordering. <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> that Rainick, that was the best. I saw that and I was like, if I read that, she's gonna actually order. Let's hey, do it. <laughs> yeah. yours is in your cart. wasn't so, wasn't yeah, a, we didn't buy confirmed. It. So so ma- ma- yeah, it doesn't auto buy just because you said it. Okay, it's a whole new version of mass media marketing. Perfect. People should buy it though. He hit number one. Yeah, he, he did. did. Good. He's yeah. an and incredible Alexa man. Said so. He's, He's one of those selling. people that I felt like I knew for a long, like <clears throat> growing up, kind of when I when I met, saw him and met him. Mm-hmm. I like that. Did I you ever? 
listen to his podcast? He's very personable. I think that's only only a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. Catch, I catch snippets. I've never met him. He's, He's cool. Great. Yeah. He's super cool. Chill. All right, let's read this. We got Butters Oregano. He says just bought a used Springfield 1911 in 10 millimeter, and the previous owner committed sacrilege by putting what does he say? Trigicon RMR on it. A oh, Trigicon RMR. Yeah, he put a red dot side on it. Your thoughts on pistols with red dots, Forrest? They're the future. If you're not going to get on that board, then you're just... Really? Yeah, they're the future. Absolutely. Huh, interesting. I, th- I don't think they're going to be universal. There are certain applications where it doesn't make sense, but you got to remember, like, that's not... It's kind of a new thing. Putting red dots on pistols is sort of a... New, it's, 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 it's in its adolescent years. We're just starting to get... Uh, handguns designed to be to have a red dot sight on top of it. I, it's easier to explain, but I mean, if and if you know what I'm talking <coughs> about, uh, you, most pistols have iron sights, but this one here, this revolver, it's got a little red dot sight. So hmm. if you think of like, you know, it's the, so that's the revolver has one, but like everyday carry defense handguns are now coming either directly out of the box, like the Springfield Hellcat's a really good example. Uh, the RDP does, but that's it. What I'm going to say is red dots. For those who are not re- that are like hesitant of getting into red dots, they have a distinct set of advantages and a very small set of disadvantages. What are those? The the the, the higher in advantages is we're sh- we're seeing generally that once you get past the the growing curve, performance goes up pretty well. Hmm. Also, when you're if we, if you have to take shots at distance, the red dot is much faster. And one other really good example that I use is just for like human mechanics. When I'm using a red, when I'm using a pistol with iron sights, what I do is my eye looks at what my target is, and then the focal plane comes back to the iron sight, and then so my focal plane is actually on the iron sight. When I'm using a red dot, I look at the, my target and I put the dot on it, and I don't change my focal plane. Mm, so from a biomechanical <coughs> method, it does make some sense. It's one less movement if you count moving your focal plane. You think the average person's accuracy would improve with a red dot on the handgun? If you're yes. With a caveat, it, the, grow, the, the growing curve, the learning curve on red dots mounted on handguns is awkward. Why is that? Because it, it's, it's the it's just, I, I don't know how to say it otherwise. It's, you need to build the muscle memory, which is not the right term. I know don't go nuclear on me. But you need to build the habitual mo- movements because aligning iron sights is a lot easier because you know wh- when, you, when you're off, you know where you're off because you know where the sights are. Whereas when you're off on the red dot, when it's not in the window because your pistol's canted, you don't know which way it is. So you see oh, people fishing for okay. it. And what you need to do is you need to spend the time dry firing. It's not; It doesn't take long. And some models, it's easier um, to, to get over that curve. But you need to practice with it until you can reliably, every time I draw that handgun and I present it, that dot is right in the center of that glass. So much so that it's practiced. Once you get past that curve, which... You know, it could be can be accomplished with a hundred rounds and a decent amount of dry fire practice, which is just practicing without ammunition. Otherwise, five hundred rounds. But y- y- it's a deliberate thing. You can and and the one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like red dots is because they don't want to put in the work to be able to use them. Understandably so, if you're very casual. They also do have other downsides, like they can be they can be damaged by weather. Mm. They can get dirty. They have they require a battery. These are all disadvantages, but they're, those advantages are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. The Aimpoint Acro is a self-concealed um, little red dot that goes on a pistol. It's not going to be damaged by the environment in the same way that a Trigicon RMR is. So, yeah, if it's a sacrilege to put it on, I'd say the first sacrilege is that it's a 10 millimeter uh, <laughs> 1911. Yeah, I figured. But, I mean, you know, you do you, boo. <laughs> 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Patrick Conover says, Tim, rail guns like flamethrowers and muzzle loaders are not classified as firearms and would likely similarly be unregulated, at least on a federal level. Do you think muzzle loaders are classified as firearms by YouTube? Uh, yes, yeah. they would do it. And then the answer is as soon as you could effectively produce rail guns in your house, they become guns. What right. Are, the, the moment that you can make them, then the government will be like, oh, hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. What, what if, what if you hear me out? Mm-hmm. You have, um, um, imagine this as a metal, a metal circle mm-hmm. with pipes coming out. There's, you know, so you've got uh, three on, on you got four, basically eight, eight pipes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a big, uh, um, magazine tube mm-hmm. loaded with slugs, mm-hmm. and what happens is a steam engine spins the disc rapidly, and the way it's it, it's it's made is that once every time it comes around, a slug it gets slinged. It, it grabs it, then whing, slings it as it spins rapidly. Would that be a gun? That's a steam powered machine thinking gun. The railgun is an electromagnetic sling. Thank you for saying that word. Sling. So what I'm describing has actually been built before. It, it's steam power spins this disc at a really high rate of speed, and then it grabs a slug and then whips it really fast and fires them forward. That's similar to the rail steam gun. powered yeah. Gatling gun or something. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Yeah. With, it's, it, is it considered ballistic if it's if it's thrown? Is that a, considered ballistic if you throw something? Well, ballistic doesn't refer to it being fired out of a projectile through through pressure. A ballistic is is it's a thing just a throw just something moving yeah ballistics ballistics is is in the it regards the trajectory and impact of a target of a a projectile so it would be ballistic Mm -hmm. uh a rail gun but it's still not considered a a rail cannon or whatever i mean they're called rail guns right a a spinny steam thingy yes yeah that's correct (laughs) jack's mountain tea dude says someone gave more than me again so here's 35 dollars, which is the price of our essential oil for muscle soreness relieved free local delivery go army hey nice good for them uh, Matt Bowler says, as I mentioned yesterday, you need to analyze the data further. Further, metadata is incredibly important, as you know, Tim, considering your objective analysis of journalism. We're gonna we're gonna eventually have some data journalists too, so they can better go through the stuff than my, than me and my like surface level opinion, which is probably full of inaccuracies. Turk Longwell says, Tim, are you hard pivoting from civil war to balkanization? Also, I do daily YouGov polls. We uh we need more people taking them. Be the voice. Um, I mean, look, when I say things like that, it's usually meant to be like a, hey, this thing's possible if these things keep happening. A lot of people seem to think that if I say something where it's like, wow, th- this kind of thing happening is like puts us on this track. They're like, Tim has predicted this will happen. Then the, something funny happens when it does happen. They're like, you predicted this. And I'm like, I just gave a bunch of vague possibilities. It's like Nostradamus, man, not hard to do. But then when it doesn't happen, they're like, you said it would happen. I'm like, I kind of didn't. I can't see the future, man. I'm just saying, like, I think some things are more possible. So we, I, I, you know, I was talking with uh, Sean Fitzgerald the other day, like after the show, and I was just like, everything we've seen since the start of the culture war has only gotten worse. Considering that keeps happening, I'm inclined to believe it will get worse. Okay. That doesn't that doesn't mean the world's going to end, our lives are going to suck, 
like people live through these things and they get by. I think people will individually be fine. As a whole, though, the United States will experience some dark times. I mean, look what's happening with the White House being like, we're overtly colluding with big tech to censor people and we're going to make it worse. Like, yeah, who would have thought we'd come to that point when we saw big tech censoring someone for saying learn to code that it would turn into the White House press secretary saying we want cross-platform censorship for anybody posting information that is in, in, inaccurate. It's like, wow, that escalated somewhat quickly. Yeah, I would say so. It's- so I always say this. Hey, maybe today's the day that everyone just lays down their figurative sword and says, I don't want to be engaged in the political battles anymore. I want to hug my neighbor and we're going to hold hands and sing into the sunshine. Mm. Is that is, is it possible? Sure. I just don't think that's likely. Right. Because the real thing is when people stop thinking and have clear thought and have no thought, that's when we're really going to find human peace. It's not thinking, I love you. I want, I want. It's It's when there is no thought. We will get there eventually. Maybe not all of us, but you can. We will achieve human peace when we're all dead. No, no, just in a meditative <laughs> like state. Ultron. When yeah. we're able to control our thoughts and not not have these wild thoughts just pop into our head constantly. When you can clear your mind and have access to your emotions. I think that would be when we have the moral discipline to not engage in immoral activity. Yeah, yeah. We're never gonna and humility. Um, mm-hmm. um, what do they? What do they? When you go in and you confess, confession okay. helps that a lot. Clear your mind. All right. Rye Lyon says, my son was born this week. He is the joy of my life already. Epic. This super chat is for him. Yes. That, it helps, that it helps you keep this country free and the culture American. You are doing the right thing yes. for your child by supporting <laughs> our work. Uh, I mean that I'm, I'm half kidding. I think we do good work here and I think we're going to continue to do good work and I'm going to try my best. And everybody on the Timcast team is going to try to present a reasonable, pragmatic and principled approach to pr- providing people with information so they can make up their minds as to what they think should be happening. But right now, the media apparatus today is we should just frame things in a way that people do things that we want. That's called lying to people. Mm. So if, but congratulations. Yeah. So if somebody does something that is good, uh, if you if you lie to someone and they do something that is good, do they get the credit of morality? If you just see if they're not doing it by their own will, that's kind of like the end of um, what's that movie with uh, Doctor Manhattan? Yeah, Watchmen. Watchmen. They lied. Ozymandias lied to the human race to prevent world war. Did he do the right thing? Were they? What was your question exactly? Deontology versus utilitarianism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Simply put, right? Like if you're (laughs) lying to prevent uh, a tragedy, are you good? The needs of the many. Do you believe the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Mm No, not That's necessarily. Spock. That was Spock. That's utilitarianism. Yeah, because the Typically many the can overrun those views. The, the needs of the many over overrun. that way. The needs of the few, like uh, the bad guy in Kingsman. Yeah, too many is bad. Is bad as too few. So you got to be careful. With, you know, well, another balance. way you could refer, you could form utilitarianism is that we are capable of measuring the the net goodness, and we determine whether a thing is moral or immoral if it produces a net goodness. So if I kill 10,000 people to save 100,000 people, well, 100,000 people survive, so that's a net good. That's the yeah, ultimate so. that's the ultimate that's the ultimate dilemma of utilitarianism mm-hmm. is okay, well, no, we don't really think we actually don't think that way. The trolley. Yeah. Uh, there is a there is a train coming. Uh-oh. And there are five people tied to the train track. Get them. Save and, them all. And as the train's coming, you walk over and there's a lever. If you pull the lever, it will divert the train onto a new track with only one person. You will save the five, but kill the one. Do you pull the lever? Probably. So you would, that person would survive if you don't intervene. He's safe. Yeah, but I'm not going to let five people die for no reason. If, uh, dude, what a terrifying yeah, situation. Right. That's being the American president is what it seems like. Who's going to live? That's your decision. This, this person on the, on the off track is safe. 
you would have to condemn them to death to decide those people, those five people deserve to live. That's brutal, man. Yep. Most people say they wouldn't pull the lever. They would let the they five wouldn't get die. involved. Well, doing nothing is also a choice. It's not so. about not getting involved. It's about taking action that would kill a person. Right, right now, it's like something happened that set these, this, this course of action that will kill five people. And I have to tell that person's family, I killed him to save those people. Like if it was, cause I think of it as a very base level. If we're, if it's a tri- if I'm forming a tribe, having five more people in the tribe is probably going to be a lot better than having one more person if it's just me like the six of us can get a lot done build houses irrigation me and that one person good luck so you're still making an argument out of utility like it's, yeah it's, it, it does come into a problem you know another another format of, of kind of the issue too would be if i you if i threaten you with violence and have the capacity to do it if i figuratively point a gun at you and then give you one and tell him to point it at ian and tell tell you to do do Ian in? Are you considered? Mo- are you morally rely or held liable for your yes. decision? Yes, absolutely. You yeah. s- you chose to you chose the value to value your own life right. over your morality and the life of Ian. My favorite meme is there's there's two two memes in the trolley problem that are my favorite. One is it's one track loaded with people and the trolley just mowing them all down <laughs> and it says the trolley can stop at any time but it would disrupt corporate profits to right. the shareholders. <laughs> that was good. But then the other one is. The train is is on like it's it's a fully drawn picture and the train's going through a tunnel and there's like mountains and there's one guy who's dead and one guy standing there and it says the you, you've finally defeated the man who's been tying all these people <laughs> to the train tracks <laughs> it's it's all over <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. I, I, that one was good that one gets my respect <laughs> I really. like those it's all over <laughs> all right Crandall Logan says just join the website and can't wait for the new one to drop will it be easier to search videos by guest. Because I was looking for a specific video on YouTube and it was probably censored and was having trouble searching for it on your website. It will be way easier. So right now we have like a placeholder website that we we implemented. And now we have like big dev working like a, a great team working on this new website so that you can easily search by topic, by by name, all that stuff. So uh, it should definitely be a lot easier. But I will say our, our soft launch, our target is for Monday. Could change. We'll see. Even when we do launch. That's when the bugs happen, and then we get a thousand emails from people like, "Hey, this bug happened," and then we're like, "Ah, oh, what are we doing? We're desperately trying to fix it and help everybody." Because you know how website launches go, right? But we're going to title by guest name, right? We do, we do, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So um, that should help. Is there a search mechanism on on the new site? Yes, you, like type. You should be able to just type name? in the guest name, and it should pop up. That's awesome. Yeah, and there, there's also recommended feeds oh, for the cool. videos too. So like old ones will surface again, That's and legit. we're going to be improving SEO. So like. You'll be able to find these videos and uh, there's a better mechanism for which we can publish some of them for free or like demo. So like if there's a really important conversation we're having that we think shouldn't be behind a paywall, we can make it as like a, a, a free trial for people to like. It's so important to see a preview, like a, like a two or three minute preview from a video. We're definitely going to decide if they want to sign we're, up. We're working on a mobile app where people can listen with the screen off with your phones asleep. Yes. And we're working on previews. For the episodes and things like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's a selling point. Heck the yeah. previous selling mechanism. Brandon Acock says, has Ian read a history of money and banking in the United States by Murray Rothbard? No. If not, it might dramatically increase his mentioning of the Federal Reserve after reading it. Oh, no. Yeah, Dave <laughs> yeah. Smith. And He's a famous uh, anarchist, huh? Murray Rothbard? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I, I know, Dave, yeah. Dave Smith spoke very highly of him. Uh, uh, Carol was also talking about him. You gotta read yeah. it. Apparently. Yeah. Murray Rothbard. Oh man, it's uh, it's it's so difficult to get through every single super chat, but we tried. 
Kenny Blankenship said, just watched Lex Friedman's latest podcast with Michael Malice. Yes. Michael broke down while talking about the Nazi invasion of Russia. It was a powerful and surreal mm-hmm. moment. I was floored. Wow. Did you guys see that? I saw that. That was wow. weird. They were talking about this song about when the Germans invaded Operation Barbarossa and all of a sudden all these people were living their lives. And then at four o'clock, the bombs started dropping. Mm-hmm. And it's like how fast things can change. And Mike, Mike's, Michael's, Mike, I call you Mike, buddy. His grandma was there. Oh, wow. wow. And, and his great-grandmother, this wasn't that day, I don't think, but had to make a choice to, to dive. Her, her son and her, da- her daughter were both there, and, and she, she dove on her son to protect mm-hmm. him. Wow. And the, his grandmother, her daughter, remembered that her whole life, that his great-grandmother chose. Her brother. His, I'm actually. Wow. Wow. That sounds. Yeah. Wow. Brutal. Amazing dudes. That's Jeez. another part of his talks about anarchy. I get it coming from a Soviet, the Soviet system of how a government can go horribly wrong that now I see how he can see the value in anarchy so much, so much more. Yeah. All right. Jack's Mountain Tea Dude says my first super chat didn't get read. So none of my super chats make sense. <laughs> Jack's Mountain Tea is a disabled veteran owned tea company and we'd love to sponsor you, but there's no email on your about uh, about page. Oh. Um, Pitches. Yeah. No, there, the, the, it could be on, uh, uh, it should be. If you go to youtube.com slash Timcast, my other channel is definitely there. So, um, check that one out for sure. I will say about Michael Malice, man, that dude is so positive. Like, he's so yeah. upbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, you can't get him down. He's laughing the whole time. He's, he's, he's having fun with it. He's seen hard things. Yeah, man. That's why. Hard times make strong men, mm-hmm. huh? There he's you like go. a white wizard. That's right. <laughs> a white pillar. Back to Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Already back there. <laughs> BlackRock Beacon says, do you believe man and God can disagree and that man can influence God's will? If not, what about Abraham arguing with God to spare Sodom and Gomorrah and God conceding to him? This is a common theme in the Old Testament. I, I think so. I think that's why prayer functions. Personally, Or perhaps it was not that God was conceding to him, but that. God was on, God was absolutely willing or intending to spare Sodom and Gomorrah for those reasons, but needed man to come to the understanding as to why. So my parents actually said that they were testing his faith by asking him to do that. Um, they brought up the example of him being asked to sacrifice his son as well. Like that's mm-hmm. an insane thing to ask a parent, especially someone uh, to who's waited so long for a son. No, I was practicing this thing where instead of saying words, I would think them to someone like, hello. Yeah, and it would have a similar effect. They could read the body language, so it would have an, like a form of communication. And then I started to think that it, I was tapping into like the collect. There's a collective consciousness, and you can like hijack it and like command it almost. Yeah, I don't. I don't really buy into the, like, the collective consciousness as like a hive mind. I really don't buy into that. I think when we talk about collective consciousness, it just trends across generations. Like it's it's consistencies. Like that's what I think of it as. It's it's not prescriptive. It's descriptive. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, man has to wrestle. God allows man to wrestle with God so that they know that he is God. All right. Bearpo says many founding fathers wrote and believed that the Constitution will not work for a people that don't have religious morals or good principles. This is mandatory. And that's and that's we've uh, what we've lost gener- uh, generationally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Morals. Like people just want stuff. Let's, I mean, and it doesn't, it doesn't, not, it's not even that they just want stuff like you're talking about earlier. Like some people think that it is morally good for a young child to strip in, in front of other people. Right. Right. 
So that that's like they think it is good. You, they will call good evil, and they will call evil good. Is it right. that they think the stripping is good, or that the his right to choose to do it is what's good? They think that he's advocating for marginalized people, mm-hmm. and so that what he's doing is proving something about the rights of individuals or whatever. And I'm just like, kids taking off their clothes for money is wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, FICO Krusk says, on the topic of dumb laws, in the city of Chico, California, detonating a nuclear device within city limits results in a $500 fine. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, there, there, there you go. That'll stop people. Also, could penalty. you imagine it's like after the apocalypse, somebody like travels several months by like sail. They make it to Russia. They find the totally destroyed Kremlin. And there's like a Vladimir Putin with his, his uniform all just destroyed. His suit's ripped and tattered. And he's sitting there and he's like all weak and injured. And the guy walks up to him and goes, I've traveled for three months to give you this. And then he slams a ticket on the table and says $500 yeah. fine. <laughs> and then Putin it. Yeah, that makes sense. He also says, also, did you ever receive the signed copy of Dr. Strange I sent you? I didn't. Ooh. It could be in the mail. We got to go get the mail picked up. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going definitely. on Monday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's me. And then, uh, you know, I think we'll start opening the mail on the vlog. I was thinking like Sundays yeah. we do mail day. Yeah, that'll be Because we could send some cool stuff. We could send artwork all the time. Yeah, I want to I wanna showcase some of it. That's yeah, great. so go to, go to if you go to TimCast.com in the About section, there's a P.O. box. And we're going to start opening up the mail and showcasing it. And uh, that means some weird stuff will probably end up. <laughs> and that's what's fun about it. I get a lot of manifestos. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Like people write personal, like this is what I believe. And like, dude, I've it. had people write like books and send me like just to me. Like it's like, here's a letter for you, Tim. Please read it. It's 150 pages. I'm like, dude, Whoa, how? I can't read this. <laughs> yeah. can you send I, I respect the work, man. But Can, yeah. can you send me the audio book version? Yeah, yeah. really? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. But I, 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 we get like big stacks of people being like, I wrote this up in response to what you're saying. And I'm like, dude, that is a lot of work to do. You should yeah. maybe publish that on your own website yeah, or something. Yeah, that'd be good. Because like I can't, I can't read that. I got time. Uh, as an aside, for the address, there is an S on the end of the zip code. You do not need this S. Leave it. Oh, off. yes. Leave well, it we'll off. get it fixed it in confused, the new website yeah, by Monday. Exactly. It confuses the post office. I talked to him about it. David Meese says, "Hey, hey, Tim. If you know the channel MXR, their entire channel has been dem- uh, demonized, demonetized." I was like, demonized. Can't no, smoke demonetize without demon. <laughs> right. That's true. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mixer. Is that MXR? Is that Mixer? MXR. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Yeah. That sucks, though. Jay Stewart says, Tim, <clears throat> a tomato-based fruit salad is salsa. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, they do put mango in salsa. Oh, it's so good, and too. Good, I know. Yeah. yeah. Mango habanero salsa, dude. <laughs> Man. It's so good. corn It can be good. It's not always good. True. Needs to be done. Slug right. Pudding says ketchup is tomato icing. Ah, no. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> Thanks, no, 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 it. no. I can make tomato icing. I can legit make a tomato icing. Please don't. I've, I, I, <laughs> I, I have tomato jam. We made tomato jam. Well, we, we bought tomato jam from, from a farmer's market and you put it on grilled cheese. It's fantastic. Wow. We put tomato jam. It's they different. It's bacon jam. No right? vinegar in it. Yeah, bacon jam. Yeah, yeah. So ketchup is uh, a savory sauce. It's a sauce, yeah. It's a yeah. sauce. Salty. A little yeah. vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to take a... You know what would be interesting? To take a, a ketchup recipe, but do it with strawberries. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Well, like vinegary and savory. Yeah. You get the... Or... Uh, the tang. Yeah. I'm got excited the seeds, for the pawpaw. Yes. We're going to make pawpaw bread. Pawpaw ketchup. We're, no, we're not going to make pawpaw no, ketchup. Why not? <laughs> but I, I read that you can substitute pawpaw for banana in any recipe. Ooh, nice. So like we'll do... Bread, yeah. yeah, we'll do like a, a pawpaw bread. And we're going to plant the seeds. Did you see the over. blue uh, bananas? Apparently no? they taste yeah. like ice cream. What? Get them overseas, like in what? Malaysia or something. I need that. Wow. I, think, I think I saw a picture, but that's about it. That's yeah, cool. Could have been fake news. Mm. Oh, I don't, I don't really like bananas that much. Oh, it's like I taste like penicillin. Do you All right. That? 
uh, well, I'll read this. Uh, Alejandro Campo says for the app, I have had, I've had the membership, but rarely watch the extra content because I have to have the window open. I am a trucker, so I don't like having the internet window open while I drive. Mm. We, we, that's definitely like one of our top priorities, but that means we have to get the app out first. And there's two things we're going to do. We want to start uploading not just the video version, but an audio version right beneath it. So you can press play and do audio only. I think Rumble might have something like that. I'm not sure. But we need the new site to launch before we can start implementing these things. A lot of people just listen. They don't actually watch the video of the mm-hmm. bonus content. So we want to do an audio-only version. It's way cheaper on bandwidth, so it's better for us in the long run. Mm-hmm. And then the only way to make it so that you can listen to the show with the, with the phone off is if we do a mobile app. And that's going to be another, like, two months of development. I've heard that if you use Brave, you can minimize it, put your phone on, like, off and that you can still listen to it. I've never, really? tr- I've never tested it, but yeah, yeah, I've heard this in comments repeatedly. I oh, think okay. that's what it is. Well, the Brave browser is fantastic. We're big fans of the Brave browser. We use the Brave browser. It, right it disables a lot of tracking, much like the Freedom Phone is saying they're 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 going to be doing. Um, haven't tried the Freedom Phone. I want to be sure. I want to make sure I say I state that. But uh, Brave's legit. Brave's super cool. I love Brave. Big fan. Yeah, big fan good. of Brave. Right. I, I I've used it for everything. Yeah, Duck Duck it's Go. My number one. Brave. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We should get those dudes on the show someday. That'd be the fun. brave dudes. Brave dudes. Oh, yeah, we probably could. Yeah, I bet. All right. Card995 says, you guys should play Trial by Trolley on Steam. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, we got to watch that movie, <laughs> Hero with Jet Li. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to watch that. Okay. All right. Let's see. We'll do, uh, we'll, we'll do a couple more. Stephen13 says, you know the Soviets abused German civilians. German women were abused by the Red Army in, in ways I can't say on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Jerome Morrow says, for the next show, instead of talking, just use the collective consciousness and just think your comments to each other. I actually have YouTube videos of me doing that if you want to go back <laughs> into my old catalog on the CrossMac channel. we are, I am so excited for this new show we're doing on the mysteries and the ghost stories and stuff. Because so the format is going to be there's going to be about a 15 minute show with sound effects and everything like legit. We're going to have uh, Shane who's writing who writes these stories and they're brilliant and amazing stories, dude. I was just I'm reading through them. I can't put them down. We're going to make books based off the stories. We're going to do collections of these these investigations. We're going to have like when he's talking telling a story about you know like driving, you'll hear like the engine. When when he tells a story about like walking in a store, you'll hear like the the bell ring of a door opening. It's going to be a real show, and then followed by for members. A hangout conversation talking about it. So the free show for everybody, which will be on like YouTube and iTunes and Spotify will be like a 15 to 20 minute, you know, series. And then people who are members get to hang out with the crew as they investigate, explore and conversation deeper. Like, what does that mean? How did you find this and make it a real hangout? I'm so excited. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm actually wondering if that could actually become more prominent than doing the political show because it's more entertainment value. It works in tandem, too. They all kind of work like a net of, of items. It's going to be fun, man. And then once we do sports, we're going to do tech, video games, movies. The next show we're planning is going to be cultural uh, commentary. So that's more so like Black Widow came out. Let's talk about Black Widow. Did you see the movie? Here's what I like and didn't like about it. Spoiler alert. And just generally watching movies, playing video games. And then we're doing the D&D show. The D&D show will probably come before that. So that's going to be once a week where oh, we have. Um, poli- so I t- I'm looking for a DM for the D- or, or people that want to get involved, but I need like um, a video, a link to some video you've done of D and D, just something that I can see, so I can see you in action. Because seeing your text, like a text thing, is, isn't enough to to get a feel for your work. 
So I know it's weird because most people should don't we, record themselves I think, doing I th- it. I think we should, have, should. Should people reach out to you if they're if they're DMs? You can, yeah. It's just don't, text isn't good enough. I need I need to get a feel for your work and your style. Um, to, so to see it on a video helps a lot. I, I just mean like because normally we're like go to jobs at Timcast, but I'm not going to be a good judge of a DM. You know, you probably would. Be. Yeah, yeah. Definitely hit me up on on Twitter or Minds or something with your Th- content. This show is going to be fun because the idea is to have scenario like the 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 stories based around some kind of sociopolitical like in some way related to the modern culture yeah. war and stuff like that and then have people explore the situations much like the trolley problem see how they would react to them and how they respond and you roll the die they're going to they're be yeah. censoring the scrying glasses you won't be able to see certain types of information yep, through exactly so you'll yep. have uh, a king or emperor who will say well you don't need swords because we have nukes and f15s mm-hmm. yep yeah. No, they'll be like, Implicit. You, your swords are pathetic. You can't stop us. You would need fire staffs and lightning rods. And dragons. Which are yeah, illegal. Right? How can dragons. Yeah. Yep. Which they, which they control. Yeah. Contraband. And then you actually have a scenario where you have, if we have like, you know, five or six players going up against one dragon and then, you know, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, um, it's, you know, look, for people who aren't familiar with D&D, it's mostly a bunch of people hanging out and like laughing and joking and like, We'll be exploring a lot of philosophical and moral, you know, ideas with the show. Someone emailed me saying we can't do individual scenarios. It needs to be like a series, like 13 episodes that explore one story, kind of like a show. And that's actually a really good idea because then basically if someone writes 13 episodes, basically, it's almost like watching a TV show. Like, oh, man, yeah. what's going to happen next? They call it ca- a campaign in right. D&D language. And that's usually the way you work. Is like, Some people will go like for years with one campaign, you know, from level one to level 30. Uh, over every four weeks, they'll get together and play a campaign. Uh, but or you can I think you could maybe do different ones every week. You could hop into like sliders I, into different bodies. But I think no, but the I, I like the way. I like the idea of doing like a 13 episode campaign. Mm-hmm. So it's like a show. And you're like, oh man, what's, what's gonna happen to Ian? Oh dude, like, Ian just got turned into a chicken. What's gonna happen next? And then it's like, bok, you know. Bok. I got better. Bok. Yeah. He turned but, me into a newt. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out uh, on this Friday night. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, become a member at timcast.com, and there's so much more in the works. Tons of great articles. We've got, I think, we have like four people hanging out here tomorrow when we're gonna be filming the vlog, and we have a, poten- a couple of them wanna work here. And they're people you may have heard of, so it's going to be really exciting because we're going to be adding tons and tons of people to the to the team, producing more and more content, and then that way when I'm like old and feeble, there will be something that persists outside of just the shows that I've been doing. There'll be other shows, so that's going to be epic. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL on Facebook and Instagram at Timcast underscore IRL on TikTok, and uh, we'll we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning with the vlog, which is. I don't know if I can actually say that there, there's stuff in that video that's like naughty because mm. we made a joke. We combined uh, um, rollerblades with they're, they're called they're called uh, roller skis. And so I combined the word ski and street into one word. And I think YouTube like not might not be happy with what that word is, but it's in the show anyway. So YouTube dot com slash cast castle. We have a bunch of episodes up. That vlog is going to go daily where you see us hanging out today. Uh, Ian had a huge crew outside picking wine berries was, to make yeah. wine wine. Forest went deep. Did we talk about that? We didn't talk about that. We did. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Forest went beyond the, yeah. the edge of yep. the forest. I did, have, I, did, I, did have, I did have a ranger school flashback. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, you can follow me personally at TimCast. Uh, you want to shout out anything first? Yeah. So uh, for our digital publications, it's recoilweb.com and offgridweb.com. And then if you go to Gun Digest, the Gun Digest website, that is where you can pre-order our DIY firearms book. We are running out, so get to there quick. Mm-hmm. My personal Instagram is at foxrow underscore official, F-O-X-R-O-E. It's the only nickname that really stuck. And uh, But, yeah, and by recall. If you want to see some of the stuff we're doing, subscription is the best way to do it. Right but, uh, yeah, I'm happily here to answer questions about firearms and do what I do. Cool. Always awesome to see you, man. Yeah. Hey, follow me at Ian Crossland. You guys rock. Thank you for coming. Uh, IanCrossland.net. If you want to check out my website and get a little portal into all my socials. But otherwise, Ian, at Ian Crossland. Hit me up anywhere. Thanks. And you guys, I do have to issue a clarification on what I said earlier about opals and mayonnaise and the connection therewith. Opals are a colloid, not a suspension. Mayonnaise is a suspension because it's a liquid in a liquid. So you guys mm. should look it up and educate yourselves on that. Opals are fascinating. Other gems are also very beautiful. I have a really cool chemistry background. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids as I attempt to have more followers than Sour Patch Kids. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at youtube.com slash cast castle. And uh, after that, we'll be back Monday for this show at 8 p.m. Have a good weekend. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.